45 nothing clean old fashioned ass whooping. <laughs> Gilmer on the field for us at UGASports.com. This is the post game overreaction show, the POS. I'm joined by Trent Smallwood. We'll have Ben Bachman on in just a minute as well. Blaine, you're on the field. We want to get your thoughts, initial thoughts, like we always do every week. Initial thoughts 45 nothing over tech. My God. Yeah, as far as I could tell, the main thing was. Everybody knew that it was going to be an ugly score. They just didn't know, you know, what the point differential differential would actually be. But I think Georgia came out relatively healthy. Maybe Kiaris Jackson a little banged up, but that was the the first uh, first observation. Second, I thought uh, Stetson Bennett, Rock Bowers, of course, looked you know fluid in the passing game. Running backs are running hard, so I think a good little tune up. And George Pickens getting back on the field. I mean, and. and doing his uh, patented, you know, kind of sideways hurdle over a guy on the sideline. So uh, it's, it's a lot a lot of interesting stuff. I'm sure you're going to be breaking down throughout the remainder of the show. Yeah, Blaine, if you weren't there at the game or if you were, uh, you know, watching Michigan-Ohio State and just looked at the stats only, you would think Stetson was the only quarterback that played because neither one of JT Daniels or Carson Beck actually threw the ball. Uh, you were asking me before, Blaine, 14 of 22, 55, and four touchdowns for Stetson. How do you look today? I mean, I, I thought he threw it in rhythm is the, is the main thing, a lot of stuff. And, you know, Kirby has taught in, in the last week or so about him holding the ball maybe too long in certain areas. He took a sack uh, early, at least one I know that, that uh, you know, but it not, not necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes Stetson's got to realize that's not necessarily the worst thing is to take a sack, live for the next down, because sometimes he gets a little bit uh, – a little bit out of the out of the box, and that can be good t- sometimes, and sometimes not. But uh, he he looked in control, a uh, lot of lot of a lot of rhythm in the offense, and I you know I thought other than kind of stopping themselves early on, they they really kind of just hammered it through the rest of the day. Blaine, we're going to let you get out of there. There shouldn't be too much traffic. Uh, well, maybe there is. You know, you're heading back towards uh, you know dog country out of no Atlanta doubt. with the rest of them. Uh, the dog fans. It was so, all red in here. That was a, an observation. It, it was all red. I mean, there was so much. I'm going to put out the sights and sounds video tomorrow, and you're going to see a ton of red. Yeah. What What would you say percentage-wise uh, in the stadium? 70% Georgia. I mean, Damn. at least. It was It was ridiculous. The Tech fans, they were trying to make, make some money off this one and sell any tickets <laughs> they, they could, so – well, Blaine, next week, me and you are in Atlanta for the SEC championship game, and we'll uh, have a special broadcast then. But until then, be safe, man. Safe travels home. All right. See you, Paul. See you, Trent. See you, brother. See you, guys. Bring on Ben Choppy Bachman with us. Trent, before we get to Ben, and I like that uh, beanie, ben, ben. Is it a little cold up there in Maryland today? You're muted. You're muted. You muted yourself. You had a witty comeback and you and you muted yourself. No, I said I said it's basically snowing weather up here, which I know it you is? haven't really experienced down there. It's 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 cold as shit. Uh, that's just yeah. one way to put it. <laughs> uh, Trent, we'll start with you. Forty-five nothing over Tech. Georgia ends the regular season twelve and zero for the first time. I want to say since nineteen seventy-nine. Pretty yeah. good, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, and, and I really thought. Uh, today would be an opportunity to to work on some things on offense, and I thought they did just that. I thought um, uh, this is the first time really that I felt like Stetson. You know, Stetson's been playing playing well. He, he's been with, especially with his legs, but today was the first time I really saw him in rhythm. He was delivering passes on time. Um, you know, he's fourteen of twenty with two drops. Uh, I, I thought he played outstanding. Uh, the, you know, I think it's three or four. Uh, 
complete uh, incompletions came towards the end of uh, him being out there. But, uh, I, you know, I thought he played outstanding. I thought, uh, you know, Brock is just insane. Um, it just Speaking I, of I, Brock, I Brett Weimer asked, how does Brock get left off the Mackey list? I have no clue, but I would love to see the mile an hour he hit when he hit yes. about midfield um, because it, there was about three tech guys that had an angle on him, and he just – blew right past them so uh I, the running game got going uh really and truly uh this is the third week in a row that broderick jones has started at left tackle and i thought he's played excellent at left tackle um and yep. of course the defense was there so uh I overall game. yeah i think that's one thing ben we're gonna have to look at next week uh obviously with jamari sawyer coming back you know where do you put them I, I i think that's that's the question because Broderick has played so good at left tackle. Do you take Broderick out and just keep everybody else the same? Jamari's really a natural guard if you look at it. But, you know, Erickson has stepped up and played better these past couple games. Uh, he has shown some deficiencies, but he's also a leader on that offensive line. And he's also your backup center. So do you take him out? I mean, it's going to be a tough conversation Kirby Smart's going to have to have with somebody. Ben, if you're Kirby Smart in that prediction or in that predicament for that offensive line, what are you rolling into Bama with next week? I know a lot of fans want it to be Jones and then Sawyer at guard, but at the same time, Sawyer hasn't started at guard yet, and you want his first start coming off an injury versus Alabama. That that's that's so going to be interesting. So do you so, so do you play do you play him? I think you might have to. It's tricky, you know. I thank God I don't make the decision because I, yeah. I mean I feel like you would have to put him at left tackle given his experience, and he's going to be. I don't know about first round pick, but a fairly high draft pick. He's experienced. You want the, the Kirby values experience, especially in those big games. He's played in those big games. Broderick. Dude, Broderick's been really good. Trent, come on, chime in on me. Help me out it, here. It's tough but though. You, you got to know who uh, you know these tacklers are going to be going up against. Uh, I Will think, Anderson. I mean, uh, Will Anderson <laughs> might be the best pass rusher Georgia's seen this this season. Oh, I mean, he is going to be the best pass rusher Georgia's seen this season. It's a tough task to ask a freshman to to go up against that. I, I think if Salyer is there, I think he plug, plugs back in at left tackle, and um, and you can you, you can rotate him around throughout the game, uh, depending on you know if you're not getting any push during, uh, in the middle, you can rotate Jamari inside if you need to. But I think to start the game, you're going to need Jamari at left tackle just from the experience standpoint going up against Anderson. Yeah, Paul, I wanted to show you the stat was from uh, Brent Rollins, his um, PFF over there said two of the top three tackles in the country in pressure rate allowed. Um, the lowest are Sawyer and McClendon. Sawyer's number one and lowest, 0.6% of his pass block snaps here allows pressure, and McClendon's 1.5%. So that that's really important that I think that pass rush, Will Anderson, who you're going to face, you, you got to go with the reliable veteran like Sawyer, I, I feel like yeah. if he's healthy enough, if he's facing Will Anderson, you might just have to based off the experience, and I understand that. And, and, Q and Flo, so, has saying, go ahead. Jamari hasn't given up a sack. He's a senior. He hasn't given up a sack in his career, at, and and he's he's been at left tackle how long? The last two years or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, he's seen some good pass rushers. He knows what to expect. So, um, I mean, a, a guy with almost seven hundred uh, uh, drop back. Um, pass blocking reps and hasn't given up a sack yet is uh, somebody you're going to need at left tackle against Anderson. Uh, Omari said, who is watching Michigan versus Ohio State? That is one that we are keeping a close eye on. Looks like Ohio State scored. 
Trent, you probably have it on your TV, don't you? Yeah, yeah, you can see it. <laughs> Is that, okay, cool. That's what's going on right there. Okay. Yeah, that's why I'm watching so, yeah. the game through Trent. 35-27 um, right now. Michigan's went uh, up. Three, they're driving, too. Three minutes and 51 seconds left. Uh, uh, Ohio State right. can't stop the run. So, Michigan's going to win as long as they don't fumble. Which brings up, you know, last week, guys, we were – I wasn't included in this, but everybody else was Georgia doesn't want to face Ohio State. Georgia doesn't want to face Ohio State. Might not have to. Might not no, have to. I, I think this is uh setting up to be perfect scenario for Georgia. If you beat if you can beat Bama next weekend in the SEC championship, you knock the two most explosive, two most explosive offenses out of the college football playoffs. And then you have Michigan, Cincinnati, and Oklahoma State, maybe. Uh Notre so, Dame, maybe. Notre Dame. So you're sitting there That's in perfect. perfect perfect uh in a perfect situation paul i think if they win next week especially if michigan holds i think you're i mean you're the runaway favorite to win this thing i, I don't know yeah. if anybody would be pre- oh michigan's about to score a touchdown here they're inside the five yeah. um I, so, I think if you looked at the lines i think you know so you see the line for next week georgia's favored by close to five uh yeah. i think georgia would be favored six or seven maybe maybe closer to five but ohio state i think they'd be favored by almost two touchdowns michigan Really, Michigan tries to do what Georgia does, but they're just not as talented or better coached. Let, let's yeah. be real here. Like yeah. Michigan, Michigan, you look this year, they lost to Michigan State and they got ran all over. And then you had, and today I thought Henderson was torching them. And then Nebraska should have won that game. They blew it at the end. Rutgers fumbled. It was one possession game with Rutgers who, was, who just got crushed by Maryland today. And that was a one possession game that they won. So Michigan, yeah, they beat Ohio State. The thing about Ohio State is they don't have a good defense. They have an explosive offense. And that's why I said Georgia is a much worse matchup for Michigan than Ohio State is. Ohio State's much, much easier because they're at home. They're in those elements. And Ohio State doesn't have a defense. So Michigan can run. And if they can get to the quarterback, they can win the game. Like they, they're just about to. Yeah. About Michigan to just next. scored again. Yeah. So, Michigan just yeah. scored again. Yeah. And, 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 you, and the thing you got to take into account is it, it is snowing and 20 degrees. You're not going to see that in the playoffs. And you, you put no. them on a neutral field with Georgia speed, Michigan's going to struggle to move the ball on offense because they're not going to be able to line up and knock you off the ball like they do. Now, they are talented on defense. They do have a couple of talented edge rushers. But Georgia should be able to, to you know, put up enough points. I just don't think Michigan would be able to uh, manufacture enough points to beat Georgia. We're going to bring old Dane Young in here, a little four-box action. Dane in the truck with the car seat behind him, hanging out. Dad life, man. You know how Dad it goes. life has. No, I do have to call Dane out for something not football-related. This Thanksgiving take I heard that you had about Thanksgiving food is trash. I is, didn't say is, all Thanksgiving is, food's trash. I said if turkey was so good, we'd have it more often. I think that's, <laughs> that, I mean, that's a terrible take. That's a great that's a take. Terrible that's, take. That, I mean, he – he is kind of right with that. Like, if it was good, we would have it more often. And it, it, it's a good turkey is decent, but like Dane said, if it was one of those things, we would have it more often. We wouldn't be eating chicken every day. We'd eat the turkey. fact that you eat dressing one time a year that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, dressing is kind of terrible in my opinion. dude. Dressing's good, dressing's really good. Dressing I don't know. I like cranberries, I just enjoy one time a year. Maybe, maybe later on in the show, we can get like a power ranking of uh, of. Thanksgiving food. By the way, if you're watching, happy Thanksgiving. I didn't even say that. Uh, so happy Thanksgiving to you guys. If you're watching, let us know where you're watching from. Put it in the comments section. Dane Young's watching from his car. Dane, 45 nothing. Georgia walks away 12-0 and for the first time in over 40 years. And they beat Georgia Tech on their home turf. Didn't allow a single point. 
What was Coach Don and the gang saying about this one? I mean, we were just cracking jokes in the second half because, I mean, that was an ass whooping. So, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I think that's what was expected. These rosters are nowhere near uh, in terms of talent level. It's what Georgia should have done. It's what Georgia's done all year long. Uh, this this next phase of what Georgia has coming up is different than what we've seen before, right? But uh, to this point, Georgia's passed every test of flying colors, and I don't think that there's too much negative to say, though this is the post-game overreaction show. So I'm sure someone will have something. It is. It is. Uh, can anybody guess the amount of penalties for Georgia today? Zero. Zero for zero for Georgia. I don't know when the last time they did that. Uh, that just, stat just caught my eye. Uh, total yards for Georgia Tech, 171, Dane, 463 for Georgia. I mean, it was funny, though, because Coach Donnan, you can see that he coached Georgia and, and against Georgia Tech and kind of had some uh, referee experiences that, you know, not always the best. Because even though there were no penalties a couple times, he's like, these ACC refs spotting the ball, it's too far back, that's not a first down. And I think even with the McConkey review, he's like, what are you even looking at? It's a touchdown. Yeah, it was upheld. What are you looking forward to most next week, Dane? I feel like this is kind of a look ahead show almost this post game. There's not much to overreact to. I mean, we could overreact to the fact that JT Daniels got in the game and Carson Beck got in the game and neither one of them, you know, threw a pass. Maybe that's bad. Maybe if Stetson goes down, you know, that could be something they didn't get to throw a pass. But I mean, you're really grasping at straws here. What are you going to say, Trent? The last pass Georgia three was at the nine fifty five marker in the third quarter. It's touchdown pass wow. from Stetson. Stetson to Brock in the end zone was the last pass Georgia threw all day. Wow. You know the the two t- I mean, obviously Brock's touchdown run was insane. Uh, unbelievable. Just unbelievable. Like galloping down the field. But yeah. I thought Stetson off of his back foot just throwing a strike to Jermaine Burton, I believe it was. And yes. that was like that, that, yes. that was like okay, that's different. Like I, I don't see that a whole lot at Georgia. And that one, if he can do that it, it, over the next three games, and Georgia's going somewhere. So I mean, obviously, this whole JT versus Stetson thing is now it is officially done, right? There is no. This is Stetson's. This is Stetson's card. Now, I mean, if Stetson goes and screws up and, and has a really bad game, I, I think JT's there. But like, I do like I do like seeing JT. He's the first one to, to greet Stetson when he comes off the field after he does touchdown pass. I mean, it, it looks like JT is fully aware of the situation and has has grasped it. I mean, he he knows he knows where he at that he that he's second in the pecking order and uh and you know he he's he's dealing with it. I mean, and um, I saw there was when uh, Kirby got mad at Stetson on the last play in the first half when he threw it over. Uh, like three Georgia Tech defenders. I think he was throwing it to A.D. Mitchell. I could be mistaken. Uh, and Kirby was not pleased with that. One thing I did see was JT, when, when, when Kirby was yelling for Stetson to come over there and talk to him, he was pretty pissed off. JT waited to hear what Kirby was saying to Stetson. I thought that was kind of cool. It was, it was almost like not taking him under his wing, but he wants to make sure he's there too, just in case the learning moment, right? So JT is still engaged to what Trent's saying. Well, I wanted to ask Dane, but it looks like it's locked up at this point. Michigan just beat Ohio State by like two touchdowns, so they're out. So if Georgia wins next week, you would think it's basically a runaway. And if, so if Stetson – that's why if I'm Georgia, you take out Bama, you, you might face Michigan, Cincinnati, Oklahoma State, Notre Dame, Oklahoma. Like 
those are the teams, if you beat Bama next week, that you're going to have to play in the playoffs because Georgia's already locked in the playoff, win or lose. Um, next week is basically like a national championship game. As long as they stay healthy in, in the playoffs, they can win. I, I think I think on paper you're right, but like I do think once you get to the point that Georgia's at, it, it takes some luck too. Like very rarely do teams just kind of mow through postseason like this. And yes, I think the best team that Georgia will play will be Alabama. So I agree with you on that. But just thinking that like Georgia would not have a, comp- a competitive game against a team like Michigan, I, I don't know. I didn't think that Michigan Ohio State would be that close. And man, Michigan just ran them off the field. It looked like. I haven't seen the intricacies of it because we were on on the air, but like, uh, this is still college football, and there's good athletes all around. But you gotta love the position that Georgia's in overall. Dan, before we let you go, go ahead. I think if you were looking for a team, and we've talked about it, teams that can beat Georgia are going to have to push the ball down the field in the passing game, and really the only two. And we talked about the only two teams that can really challenge Georgia in that area are Ohio State and Alabama. You have a chance next week to eliminate both of them from the playoffs. Um, so, I mean, next week is a huge game just for that simple fact. You don't want to see Alabama twice over the next three games. So uh, you have a chance to eliminate them. Can you imagine how old Miss, uh, old Miss fans feel right now thinking, how did we lose to Auburn? Because old Miss would be sitting there with one loss to Alabama and, like, be essentially in the playoff without having yeah. to play in the SEC championship without having to play in the play-in game. Dane, before we let you go and run home to those kiddos, it looks like the opening line right now at most sports book, minus four UGA against Bama. I How know it's you too early. Uh, you know, I got my peoples. <laughs> um, I got my peoples. Uh, but no, minus four, what's your initial – I will not hold you to this if your score prediction is different <laughs> when it comes out next Friday. Minus four UGA, are you taking Georgia or are you giving the points to Bama? I've got no reason not to pick Georgia to win. And I mean, four is just saying by like more than a field goal, right? I'd probably yeah. take Georgia with the over on that, just with my. I mean, I look at this like Alabama, this is not the Alabama of the last few years. Uh, Alabama had a competitive game with LSU, a decimated roster. Uh, we'll see what they do with Auburn right now. Uh, you know, it's the Iron Bowl, crazy things can happen. But like the LSU game really, I, mean, I looked at that and I was like, okay, uh, Georgia is going to be in the driver's seat in this particular game too. Uh, Alabama's great. They have a lot of good players and they can, but like I, I look at their offense and I'm like, where are the weapons? Because Brian Robinson's not as good as Najee Harris. Uh, Mechie is not, you know, Waddle or Smith from last year. Uh, it's, it's all Jamison, right? He, he's their dude. And so if Georgia can, can slow him down, I, I like Georgia to keep Alabama to not many points. There it is, folks. Dane Young, make sure watch along show next week. Who's doing the watch along with you next week? Uh, I think it's our main crew, but I don't know that for sure. Ask well, Roddy we'll when ask, he comes on. Yeah, Roddy's here. We'll ask him when he comes on. But guys, make sure to watch the watch along show next week. We know Dane Young and Jim Don will be there. Uh, maybe Roddy will be there too. And uh, I'm sure it will be a fun, fun time uh, with that watch along show. Finally, a competitive game that you'll uh, get to you know, put some stats up and things like that, Dane. Maybe you guys won't have to sing Elvis halfway through the whole show. So, oh, we had a good discussion today of like the funniest names that you've ever met. Uh, like, so I grew up with a kid named Skip Skipper. Uh, and someone in the chat said that in their class when they were a kid, there was a girl named Kitty Peed. Mm. And that was a running joke through our whole show. 
Well, Kitty Pete, hope she's all right today, and uh, maybe she's a dog fan. So, all right, Dane, we'll holler at you. See you, brother. We've got the man, the myth, the legend, Ryan Nabolsi, about to join us. What's oh, the up, old man's brother? gonna be here. His, Whoa, his old he ass. can hear you. Here he, he comes. Can hear you. Oh, I know he can hear me. There he oh, is. Old ass. There and you're is. fired. And you're fired. <laughs> you gotta be hired first to be fired. <laughs> yeah. True. True. We just oh, watched. Yeah, I haven't hit that direct deposit button yet, bitch. We <laughs> we, uh, we just watched Michigan beat uh -huh. Ohio State. That team that every <laughs> that team everybody thought Georgia was going to lose to Roddy uh, when they played. Oh damn! My brother's gonna be on me today, Michigan fan. Oh boy! And uh, now Michigan wins. Amari Carmichael's already asking, where can I get my Indianapolis tickets, man? He's ready to go. He's slow ready down. to go. Yeah, got to win next Roddy, week. And you got Roddy it. says slow down. Roddy says slow down. And why yeah. do you say slow down, Roddy? It was a 45-0 win of, today. I mean, okay, Georgia's defense, another shutout. And again, granted, Tech's a terrible team. But, you know, you saw the 40-yard reception to the tight end with uh, uh, Quay Walker in coverage. You know, it's any team – can score. You could fumble the ball and have a turnover, let them get a cheap field goal. It's tough to get a shutout. To keep somebody out of the end zone or from kicking a field goal is damn near impossible. You know, and Georgia's done it, what, four times this year? Yeah. That defense is filthy. And that's without Adam Anderson. That's without Chris uh, Smith back there. Uh, you know, you got some guys banged up, and it's uh, really, really impressive what they're doing. But the one team that you got to be worried about, and we talked about this every week, is well, you know, UAB is going to be able to move the ball a little bit. Tennessee is going to be able to move the ball a little bit. Bo Nix is going to give you some troubles. You know, every team, Florida, with their, you know, AR fifteen is going to going to move the ball, and you know, they did a couple first couple series there. But this is a defense that's uh, one of the best ever. I mean, we we you really start to put them in, midway through the season. People talking about being the best ever. You know, I'm sure. Even Ben, as young as he is, kind of rolled his eyes going, there have been some pretty good defenses out there. But, you know, you can't talk best ever. But now you went through 12 games, and you look at the points allowed against modern offenses. Granted, you played some bad teams. But, again, just about anybody can score. The fact that this defense has scored so many points on its own, the number of yeah. guys you're going to have this sort of playing at the next level. You know, this is a, hey, this is a lights-out defense, but – we talk about each week which offense is going to be able to challenge them. The one that just lost was the one that I was worried about the most. I'm not as worried about, uh, you know, an Oklahoma or an Alabama, you know, perennial powerhouses, you know, and offensively. But I was thinking what Ryan Day had going on at Ohio State. I'm like, you had three wide receivers there that can torture secondary. I mean, Alabama's best wide receiver was their fourth wide receiver. That's why he transferred, James that, Williams. That's my point. So I'm like, you know, uh, this is – you got to be nervous about that. Not, I shouldn't say nervous, but that's when – you've known going into every game you had a better defense than the other guy's offense. Every game. There's never a question. With Ohio State, now you found somebody that could maybe go toe-to-toe -to -toe with you. And But now, now they're out. Yeah, and who was who good at what you were bad at. Right. Georgia's if there's a weakness on defense, it's in the back part of the secondary star uh, safeties, you know, or uh, linebackers in coverage. Here's a team that will take advantage of that. Now you don't got to worry about them. I, get, I tell you guys, it's going to be Georgia versus Notre Dame. I I, I picked it three oh, weeks ago boy. when no one thought they had any chance, and it's just oh boy, Notre Dame every week. 
moves up. They lose early on. Everyone forgets about them, but at the end, they always get put in. They're one of the most hated teams in the country because they're not in a conference. Every friend I talk to says they should be like abolished for not being in a conference. I've never seen a team more hated than Notre Dame. Well, people want conformity, man. Coming into the game, Georgia's giving up 7.5. With that shutout, they ended up giving up 6.9. Nice. So nice. Under seven. Under seven. Game. Jesus. I mean, again, I, I put this in my column, and I know you guys don't ever read what I write, which is fine. Screw all of you. But <laughs> I, I read it in the Google Doc. <laughs> I mean, the the the, the vent thought the three two one report was good this this week. So yeah, because I, I, I predicted something they wanted to have happen. That's the only thing they care about. <laughs> but right. the, the point was, I really wanted, and I've only tweeted once since the game was over, and I said, "Look, Georgia has gone twelve and zero. Yes, they haven't been twelve and zero since nineteen eighty. I was eight years old. You guys weren't even born. You know, it wasn't even a thought." Yeah, you know, this is mind-boggling that they – I mean, you no one knows what 12-0 and 0 is, you know. that's. And you saw uh, – I remember that Auburn undefeated year. Then they didn't actually even play for the title that year. And I remember saying, look, if Auburn wants to run up a, a, a national championship thing on the flagpole because, you know, they, they were too – they weren't in like the top five or top ten, that, but they went undefeated, but they didn't get to play when it was one versus two – for the title, and I'm like, man, that's not fair. You know, this is a team that went that went undefeated. They should get a shot at the national title. They didn't, but I'm like, look, if you guys want to claim it as a national title, fine, go ahead. Because I know how hard it is to go 12 and 0 in the SEC, and Georgia did that this year. And I'm like, that's lights out. So, uh, no matter what happens, and when I say it this way, people think that I'm predicting doom and gloom. I'm saying, look, no matter what happens, you know, worst case scenario, you lose next week and lose in the first round of the playoffs. Don't let we got weeks to talk about that, but just enjoy the fact that for the first time in your lifetime, you've gone undefeated in the regular season. Think about how hard that is. Last year, you didn't even play for the SEC title. Yeah. This year, you're 12-0. and 12 and fucking 0. It's mind-boggling. Excuse my language. It's just you can't get around that. You can't lose that. What a big deal that is. It's, it's monumental. And kind of getting back to this game before we really get into, you know, uh, unruly Simeon says, you know, Oklahoma State might be a team to worry about. Before we get into all of those no. scenarios, they could be, Ben. They could be. Let's see what happens. Georgia, against- I, I don't think that. I think, I th- like he said, low key. Yeah. Not, not, not low key. didn't say they're going to kick your butt. Um, yeah. But, but you know what's you know, weird? The Big 12 isn't a good offensive conference this year, but they have a really good defense. So, yeah, well, I want to get though. back. Like, to, I'm, I'm just talking about in general. The Big 12 is usually just offense, offense, offense. Of course, it's not that this yeah. year, which is weird. Uh, what I want to get back to though, 45 nothing is Georgia Tech. How does Georgia Tech, I don't know, re- recover from this, Trent? Uh, if there's three and three and uh, nine, right? Yeah, three and nine. Yeah, I mean, it lost their last six games. It was all hype with you know Jeff Collins. Shout out to Rockdale County, uh, but. Woo-hoo. They're three and nine. They lost their last six games. Where does Georgia Tech go from here? I mean, and we we asked this last week. We were like, was it is this even a rivalry? And and Roddy brought up a good point. It's a rivalry if you lose to Tech, but you're supposed to win against Tech, you know. And I don't see this as a rivalry now. This game was over in three hours. Like they got in, took care of business, got out. Like you said, Trent didn't throw a pass after ten minutes in the third quarter. I mean, it, it, they got in, got out 45 nothing, 
and Georgia Tech looked completely lost. Where did they go? I think the most concerning part for me today was watching them milk the clock when they were down 24 nothing and just kept God, running. That was so and, and stupid. It's, and it's you know, there's two minutes to go or, or somewhere on there. And the, at the end of the second quarter, you're down 24 nothing. You got a chance to to make it 24 7 or 24 3 or a three possession game. Uh, and on third and six around midfield, you run the ball and then you milk the clock all the way down and then you punt it. I don't, I don't I, like I, that. That is concerning to me because you're <laughs> the, just saying, the whole punt thing, man. Like, I was like, why are you throwing that pass there on third and 15 if you're just going to punt it? I mean, you're, you're legitimately saying we can't beat them. Let's get this over as fast as we can. Let's yeah. make this res- as respectable as we can. And that's just it's not a good <laughs> look good. Ben, how do you fix Georgia Tech? Do they even have any fans? Like honestly, at this point, do they do they even have any fans? You, think, you guys, I think they have fans. Yeah, I, mean, uh, I, I don't even think they really have fans. I don't know how you build it. One of the recruiting pitches was the Waffle House. Like that knows that your program is terrible if you're selling the damn Waffle House. Joel, yeah. uh, what's the Collins? I saw on ESPN that one year on Sunday. He's talking about the Waffle House bringing kids there. How is that a sales pitch? Like, I just think they're in a weak conference. That they don't have the talent. They they don't have the coaching. They they just need to start all over again, which, I mean, they keep doing. I I, I don't know how you majority, fix it. It's going to take a long time. Majority of the Tech fans that I know that are around here are Alabama fans now. So. Majority of the Tech fans I know just don't watch football anymore. It's kind of sad. My you know, brother-in-law's, a, my brother-in-law's a Tech fan. I was like, hey, man, big game today. You watching the game? He's like, no, man, not. Paul, you know who I would hire? I know this sounds crazy. I'd hire the Kansas coach because the games they've won this year and Kansas is, is – terrible they look like they have fight in them like to beat texas i don't care and to blow out tcu that, but didn't, that they, roster, did, didn't they just give collins an extension i'm almost positive they, yeah, just gave they, it. they said he was going to be back for next year that's it oh okay so they said he's just going to be back for next year okay but you know i think the thing they don't put money into their program like other teams um it's it, until until there's a full commitment from the ground up i think georgia Tech's going to struggle um i, I think you know, Paul Johnson put them behind with with recruiting. Just simple fact that the offense that he ran. But at this point, but they now, won games. Yeah, but they at won this games point, with that offense. At this point now, you should be pulling guys in. You you pulled some guys out of the transfer uh, transfer portal. You got Kenyatta Watson back, uh, who's played. I think it was twelve snaps all year. Um, I just. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Uh, you, Miles Sims is another guy. Uh, your your quarterback. You don't want to. Your starting quarterback. This is like uh, going to play two quarters in JV, and so you can play four quarters in varsity uh, in high school. Yeah, like, you, yeah. you don't want to play your starting quarterback more than four games because you want to redshirt him. I just. It's win now, and that's what Kirby is. It's win now, and uh, it's not win now in Atlanta. I don't know what it is. Yeah. On. You know how do you dangerous and you talk about building it from the ground up? What what is your base? I don't know if you have one. Like I'm just saying it's it's the students. Yeah. There's not a lot of excitement amongst the students. You know, it is a that is a high-end academic institution. And we you know we kind of give them grief about that, but it really is. It's tough to get in there. Oh and yeah. it's, they they what they appeal to more is not not exactly synonymous with a rabid football fan, you know. So you've got a lot of international students who did not grow up watching football. You know, you got some rabid fans there, but just not as many from a, from a sheer number standpoint. Think about the University of Florida. 
52, 53,000 students. You know, Georgia, from comparison, is like 33,000 students, you know. So uh, look at these Texas schools with, you know, 50, 60,000 students. You know, you've got a rabid fan base that, you know, by the time they've gone through their four years, I don't say they're indoctrinated, but they have they, they understand the culture. They've grown up in it, you know, and then they pass that on to their kids and they watch all the Texas games. They watch all the uh, Baylor games. They watch all the uh, Florida games. Tech's student section was even during the good time or not just last few, 10 years, even when Paul Johnson's winning, not exactly flowing in there. In other words, the, even when Tech was, tech was better, there's a lot of tickets to be had from that fan base. Whereas yeah. you can't give up a Georgia, can't get a Georgia fan to give up their tickets. You can't get an Alabama fan to give up their tickets or an Auburn fan. Even if they're having a rough season, they're still going to go watch the game. And I think they're just getting further and further disconnected from the fan, from the student, from that base. So that's not a base that's going to grow up, you know, get out into the world to turn around and give you money to your program, to your football program. You know, that's. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, it's like a, I don't know. Death spiral. Yeah. It's one. Yeah. We've got a a caller here. Let's get him on. Jay Martin, 24. What's going on? How's it going? Welcome to the POS. Okay. Thanks, man. Oh, geez. Uh, We're going to go ahead and block him from the chat too. He's talking in the chat. So we'll block him there. Uh, But no, anyways, it's, I don't know how you, and they talked about this on the broadcast right there at the end. They said, you have to keep F Sims and Jameer Gibbs from transferring. I mean, you know, you get those two guys to transfer. What are you, what's going to happen? What what are you going to do at tech? I don't know, man. It's just bringing back Jeff Collins for another year seems. But but then getting rid of him, does that really help you? I don't think so. Yeah. I was just about to say that. I don't think that that's the, I don't think that's the answer either. There's not an easy answer. Plus, you know, you got the payouts there. It's the same with the, I, I look at what they did at Florida, Byron Dan Mullen. Okay. If, you know, there's coaches they want to get, but at the same time, you've had, you know, you fired McElwain. He was kind of successful down there. You got rid of Muschamp. He was kind of successful down there. You get rid of this guy who just played last year, played for the SEC title. You get rid of him. If I'm a top coach, you know, I'm thinking, screw that. If I go down there, there's a good recruiting base and my two rivals are, uh, you know, down Florida state and FSU, uh, you know, if, uh, Miami aren't exactly great. So I should be able to recruit down there, but again, you got to start all over. And you know that even getting to the sec title game, it might get you an extension in the summer. That they're going to have to pay out on like a uh, Mullen, but the fan base is going to lose its mind. If you don't win enough, it's like, and I got to fight Kirby every year in the East. And if I get to the sec title game, I got to get through Nick Saban. I'm going to go coach in the ACC, you know. I'm going to go coach in the Pac-12. I'm going to go coach in the Big Ten somewhere else where it's only one or two teams. I mean, you got two behemoths in the SEC and a fan base that is irrational in their expectations. (laughs) They had two coaches win titles down there in Spurrier and Meyer, and now they expect everybody else to win them or get the hell out. And I'm like, if I'm a good coach, I'm like, nah, nah, man, that's nah, I'm, I'm good. Well, it seems like Napier's the coach. From that just seems like that's going to end up happening. So well, that's a step up for him. That's fine. I get it. Yeah, I, I get that. You know, they're like, we're going to go get, uh, we're going to go get Dabo and Crystal Ball. Yeah. We're and that's the thing that's pathetic to me why people think he should leave Oregon. He can win at Oregon and he has the money. Yeah. I've always said if Miami invests and has the money, people would, 
I would, if I was a guy, I would go after that job if they have the money, but they don't. If, if they had the money, because you could win in the ACC and look at the recruiting down there, and you could win down there if you had money invested in the program, which they don't. I don't know why. They just don't have the boosters, I guess. But, the, the, yeah, Florida, I, I don't – I think the job is a lot harder than some people think. I also think that they're uh, – and, you know, in the past you've said you don't want to coach in the SEC West. you got to go up to get Saban every year. I, that's kind of – starting to lurk down on Kirby now. Now do you wanna do you wanna have to go up against Kirby not only on the field but on the recruiting trail every yeah. single year. I mean it, it, it's almost like a dead great end job point. for most of these people. No, I was just saying that the yeah, new coach are going there thinking, hey, I'm in Florida, I'm in a great recruiting base. Well Kirby's gonna come down there, steal your best guys. And if Kirby went to national championship, that's a that's a thing that Clemson, they win some recruitments and Trent's followed it a long time. Sometimes you see the recruitments it's Georgia, Ohio State, Bama Clemson, they just want to go and go to a place where they can win. And if you you have proven that you can win a title, they're not even going to consider you. You're not going to be in those recruitments because Georgia is. is. I think the, the the title thing is a bit overrated because the players, yeah, they want to win a title, but what they want more importantly is to make it to the NFL. So yeah. they're looking at your NFL development. You know, how, how many guys are you putting in the NFL? And when that is on a downward spiral, you can't point to guys that you put in the NFL under the previous coaching administration. That's when Kirby started getting Some schools do that in their uh, Twitter <laughs> pictures. Oh, they do. I mean, everyone's, you know, yeah, Roddy's favorite school. But if, if yeah. I'm a, if, you know, if I'm Kirby, I'm like, yeah, I'm not putting, I'm not pointing to the guys that uh, I'm, I'm, everyone does. But he said, look, I got two first round offensive tackles in there. You know, I got a linebacker in there, you know, who played for me. I've got a cornerback who went in the first round, and then I had another one who went right behind him in the second round. You know, that's what I mean, works for Alabama because Nick Saban says, yeah, all those guys that are playing, they all came through me. These weren't McIlwain's guys or Muschamp's guys or, you know, Bert, uh, you know, Urban Meyer's guys. These are my guys, and, that, and it works. They, they look at NFL first. And then you're right, and they're like, well, I don't want to go to a place where we're going to go – if we're going to go three, uh, three and nine, uh, screw that. I don't want to go there. I don't want to lose games. I want to, I want to win. I want to win titles. And knowing that you win titles means you're in the playoffs and that means you're playing for titles. That's TV time that the NFL sees you, you know, and you want to be surrounded by players who you don't have to do everything. You're able to go out and do your job and uh, get highlight reels. Let's take a look at the stats guys. Let's bring in the stats here. See if we can make those bigger. There we go. Like I said earlier, if you didn't know and you didn't watch the game and just only looked at the stat book, you would think Stetson Bennett played the whole time because JT Daniels and Carson Beck did not register a pass. Stetson goes 14 of 2,255 yards for four touchdowns, 70% completion rating, 243.1 QB rating. Good God. Uh, McIntosh is your leading rusher. He took off on that one play for 59 yards. Yeah. Absolutely just took off. Dejon Edwards, mop-up duty, 43 yards, six carries, and a touchdown for him. James Cooks and Mir White both uh, you know, averaging over four yards a carry, 4.6 for Cook, 5.7 for Zamir. Uh, Savian Clark, walk on, getting some a couple reps there at the end, five for 22. Stetson going three for seven and one team rush for minus one. As far as the wide receivers go, Brock Bowers, two touchdowns, 100 yards, one touchdown for McConkey off two receptions, a touchdown for Burton. Those were the four touchdowns for Georgia. On Georgia Tech's side, was not pretty, guys. Eight of 16, 73 yards, 50% completion percentage for Jordan Yates. 
Rush yards, 2.8 yards to carry. If you take out the sack-adjusted rush yards, they did go for 134 on the ground, 4.2 yards to carry. Something to be concerned about here on the postgame overreaction show, or is that just uh, <laughs> I is mean, that just uh, a stat? Yeah. Uh, I, no, I mean, they're, they're, they're running into the uh, – uh, in the boundary over and over and over again because <laughs> that's the only thing that was open to them. Well, you could tell what they were trying to do. They were trying to they were trying to run wide and then cut back and try to get the uh, Georgia's overly aggressive uh, yep. defense to pursue and them to cut back. And those angles really uh, got shut off in the second half. They hit a couple screens that were smart plays. I thought they were called like, "Oh, you're going to be that aggressive. We're just going to dump it over the top of you." Yeah, they had a couple of those. Keely Ringo uh, broke one of those up, though uh, didn't let it happen. As far as defensive stats-wise, Nicobe Dean led the team. Hey, Trent, there you go. Second, second time, time this season. year. Yeah, second time this <laughs> season. Leading the team in tackles with six. Quay Walker with five. He's, Seen he's with terrible. Five. Uh, eight? <laughs> Damn, eight tackles I can't even lead loss. the team in tackles, but it's twice. Eight tackles for loss. That's uh, I didn't expect that many. Three three sacks, three quarterback hurries, and one pass breakup by old Robert Beal Jr. coming off the edge over there. He tipped the uh, ball because their quarterback's too short. That play, Dumas Johnson blew up that running back. That that was a nice. Dumas, play. Dumas Johnson is going to up. step into that middle linebacker role next year and is going to start for two to three years. And I'm Team Munden. Hey, no, hey, keep an eye on Smile Munden. Uh, there's yeah, two yeah, spots. I'm on Team Monday, even though Dumas Johnson's from my neck of the woods. But <laughs> right, you, you be on, you be on Team Monday. I'll be on Team JDJ, and we'll see where it lands. You beat oh, me right. this year with taking Bowers, and I took AD Mitchell. So well, they're both going to play. So it don't matter. Yeah, I know that's what I'm saying. We'll see at the hey, end. I don't know how you won on that hype stream. <laughs> I don't know either, man. AD. Speaking of AD Mitchell, did not have a good game, and Stetson looked pretty pissed with him today. Yeah, that uh, drop. It, that if he would have caught that, he would have been perfect in completions in the first half, right? right. He was he was nine oh, for ten. Yeah, that's why he he was nine for ten with completions to nine different receivers. That's amazing. the The problem though is you could tell Stetson was frustrated with AD because he threw him. Where is it? Let's go right here. Let's see. Uh, AD Mitchell five targets. He he had one reception. Uh, I mean, yes, they only tallied him with one drop. I want to say he had a maybe one or two more. There so was the one overthrown at the end of the half. So yeah. four, four of the six, four of the six were to A.D. Mitchell. They were incomplete. Yes, and the one to Jermaine Burton was tipped at the line of scrimmage. Yes, it, Paul. Uh, if you want a quick update, Alabama's yes. first two drives on offense on offense have been terrible. So that's uh, hey, here's here's a scenario I wanted to ask you about. But this is beside the stats. Let's stop talking about stats for a minute. Um, All right. If Auburn beats Alabama today, if something happened and Auburn beat Alabama, which anything can happen in the Iron Bowl. And Jordan Hare, too. What? Georgia's in. Alabama's out. Alabama's out. So what are you What are you playing for next week besides the SEC title? Cincinnati. Oh. Oh. Um. And because, Before, in my opinion, even if Georgia loses next week, they're probably a top two seed. Damn. Yeah. I mean that that goes back to the whole. Uh, no, you just play your second team and just let them have do, it. Do you? <laughs> but you but you don't though. You don't. <laughs> He's like, um, hey Jordan, you're you're off this week. Uh, everybody. Hey, that's the th- JT. Go nuts. You know. 
you're thinking really you're, no seriously 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 that's a roddy would want third third jt out and then the playoff bring back stetson oh that'd be the ultimate troll if you want him to get <laughs> where everybody wants him to get reps and it'd be in other words stetson doesn't need any more reps right now to stay sharp he's he's good jt hasn't he didn't get a chance to throw the ball today you let him go against uh, Alabama. That way, you got two good quarterbacks going in who are game ready for the playoffs. You know, just rest everybody. All the starters. You know, let's go second team. And if they can't beat Alabama, fine. But when that first game rolls around against uh, Notre Dame, are you being ready. are you being like hundred percent serious? You know, are you being facetious? <laughs> Only about fifty percent serious. You know, Kirby goes out. <laughs> I think that's yeah, Kirby. Wants, no, dude, Kirby. Can, can he? You were up what thirty five nothing. He still had his starters in. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He wants to slay. He wants to slay Saban. He wants to do exactly. That. And again, um, it comes down to all three of you guys cover recruiting. You know, there there's the mindset out there that if you're uh, when you get that Alabama offer, then you finally gotten the offer. You know, that is you have made it. Ohio State can offer you, Georgia can offer you, Clemson can offer you, but amongst the these kids who've grown up watching Alabama be dominant, there's something about it. You know, it's like. Well, once he got an Alabama offer, and funny, kid gets an Alabama offer, and all of a sudden he gets – or Georgia, he gets 13 other ones, you know, because it's like, oh, well, they're willing to take a shot at him. So, But if you really want to change that uh, mindset, that uh, concept, that if you want to win some of those head-to-head recruiting battles, you have to win head-to-head on the field at some point. And Especially with final day coming the next week. Um, yeah, I was going to say a win is huge because next that weekend after the Alabama games last weekend before signing day, and they're going to have like Marvin Jones, Jamar James on campus, and you beat Bama, that's huge momentum to, to sell. This is our trajectory. This is their trajectory. We're still moving up, you know, Shamar James. Think about it, You're trying to pull a kid out of Mobile. Yeah. yeah. I just – I don't understand – I don't know that everybody understands how freaking hard that is, you know. Uh Getting a kid out of getting any kid out of Alabama is tough. Mobile, very tough. So, speaking of recruiting, Amari Carmichael asked, Do I still have Ben's post it note of his class? And I do. I'm going to sign it. If you get it right, Ben, you're, Wait, you're really close. Sign Paul, Jaheim I said Georgia was going to beat Florida by the most points since Mullen's been the coach. Right. And that was I correct. I, that's not on this list. This list says sign Jaheim <laughs> Singletary. But I said that on the video. Well, we, mm-hmm. Okay. We'll go back at least and, 21. We're okay, talking we'll about recruiting, Ben. I'm not recruiting, uh, Ben. All right, never mind. Jeez. Yeah, sign Jaheim Singletary, sign Kamari Wilson, sign Ernest Green, flip either Bowie or Humphrey, and then you said best DB class ever at UGA. I think You're I'm pretty right. close to me signing this. You have some of my uh, desk on this piece of tape, by the way. So um, Check. there you go. There you go, Amari Carmichael. I do still have it. I have not thrown it away. I will send it to Ben as a Christmas present if he gets close to that. Hey, I do need everybody that's watching this to please share this with your friends and family. It would mean a lot to us. Yes. So if you're on, you know, take a second, uh, hit the little share button, put it on Facebook, put it on Twitter. That would mean a lot to us. And uh, Next week's going to be crazy. Next week, uh, Omari, you've been riding with us since the beginning. We're going to get your questions up, man. But next week's going to be crazy in terms of how many people are going to be watching. So, uh, You know what else is crazy? What's up? Georgia, Georgia Tech's been over how long? An hour? An hour. Florida and Florida State just finished. Damn. Who won? Florida won. What about you? Yeah, 24-21. So Florida's going bowling. FSU is not. That means almost every SEC school minus Vandy, I want to say, is going 
going bowling this year. Is South Carolina win six? No, LSU. LSU hasn't yet. They're five and six. Oh. South Carolina? I think South Carolina Everyone else is. has. Yeah, South Carolina has. Mizzou has. Yeah. Yeah. So does uh, South Carolina beat Clemson tonight for the clean sweep? They're in my parlay tonight to cover. I have them covering tonight. I do you you want a sleeper winning. pick? I think if Wisconsin wins, I think they beat Michigan in the Big Ten title game. That, see, I was I was wondering about that, Ben. I was wondering about that. Then I, it I have to, really, my brother's preaching Jim Harbaugh. I, I have to bet against him. Then I, it gets I, really interesting. Then it's it, really yeah, interesting. I mean, Jim sure Harbaugh's got to choke at some point. Because then, if, then if you have, you know, if Oklahoma State, if Oklahoma wants to beat Oklahoma State tonight, then they'd have to turn around and play again, correct? Who, yes. Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Yeah, but if Oklahoma State wins, then they play Baylor. Correct. Yes. But what if Oklahoma beats Oklahoma State tonight and Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma next week? Both out. They're both out. So yeah. what, what, what we're talking about, a two-loss team in the playoffs. Some some two-loss team. Notre Dame's going to Notre Dame. Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah, Notre Dame. No, no, uh, Roddy needs that to happen. Roddy needs that to happen. <laughs> if Roddy had a parlay 100% Notre Dame every week until they yeah. play Georgia. Well, who, that's, that's how it Anthony, works. Okay. Anthony Spano's asking, what's the phone number to call in? Guys, if you want to call in, it's in the description in the YouTube channel. It says join the conversation, hit that link, and you can join up with us. Uh, there's there's going to be a lot of question marks for the playoffs over the next two weeks. But the one thing that you do know is Georgia's more than likely in unless they just somehow – I don't know. I don't see – I don't lose 50 to nothing. Yeah, the I other lock see. should be Cincy. And even I then, mean, Cincy's probably the other lock. Yeah. That's I don't Cincy. see a scenario. Which, since he's since he's got a tough game next week, who they Houston. play in the the championship? They play Houston. Uh, Houston. Houston's what ten and two? Did, haven't they already played this year? Or am I tripping on that? I don't know. No, they haven't. I don't watch all. I don't watch the American Conference too much. I mean, they killed SMU. Gentlemen. Who? I think I, I think they might have played Houston. Let's Ooh, let Roddy, Roddy smoke it up for a minute. Yeah, Roddy, what is up, this? I need to talk about our friends over at Rogue Apothecary. They're the ones that actually sponsored this uh, watch uh, this uh, post game overreaction show. Uh, great folks over there. Love their products, uh, especially if you need a sleep aid or you need an anti-inflammatory. Like me, I, I walk to make two walking trips a day, and I have a my left knee. I need a meniscus surgery, but I've been waiting for that to uh, waiting on that surgery till the end of the season. But they have some fun stuff over there. They have the CDB, uh, CBD oils, they have the concentrates, they have the uh, edibles and Delta 8 products and stuff like that. Um, but I want to talk a little bit real quick about the folks that actually run that thing. You know, it's um, uh, Richard and his wife. Um, it's a husband and wife team. They have two kids, uh, 10 and 8. They have three recreational farms out in Oregon. Uh, currently running an indoor state-of-the-art uh, cannabis cultivation center over in Wisconsin. Uh, Richard did two tours in Iraq. He is a disabled vet and he came back and he had some pain issues and he couldn't figure couldn't get around it. And someone said, Hey, look, try the CBD oil. And he's like, dude, I'm an athlete. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a warrior. This isn't going to work for me, but it did. And he's like, Holy crap. Where's this been my whole life? He's like, man, this stuff is for losers. I'm going to do any of this homeopathic garbage, but he tried it because he was at the end of his rope and he's a believer in it. And they are a big sponsor of our Texas site. And the Texas folks out there just rave about his products. And he is very much engaged. He puts a, a note on our board every now and then, and he will answer all your questions. The uh, Delta HTHC, the HHC and all that stuff are very legal in the state of Georgia, as long as they're hemp derived, which his are. So 
If you need anything from Richard and the folks over at Rogue Apothecary, hit them up right there at the Rogue Shop. Without them, you know, it, it'd be very tough to have a show like this. So uh, right now they have their Black Friday deals where you can get the, the full spectrum stuff for uh, the full or the broad spectrum. One is a very a beneficial sleep aid and one is a very uh, effective pain relief. So try them out. The little boxes there, they're about $26 off and hit them up and they will take care of you. All right, let's hit some of the uh, questions over there. Uh, well, we've oh, got a, we've got yeah, Chip Crook. Chip. Yeah, yeah, bring, let's in, bring in Chip. Let's bring in Chip Crook here. Chip, what's going on, man? How about those hey. dogs? Hey, guys, can you hear me okay? Yeah, we can hear you great. I love what's this shirt. On? Yeah, man, got that from 7-6 Apparel. Uh, yeah. You know, watch the uh, watch the uh, watch along with you and Coach. Yes. You know, every year during the college football playoffs, I sit here on my couch and I tweet out about how Notre Dame does not belong in the college football playoffs. <laughs> and, their play on the, and their play on the field proves it every year, year in, year out. This year, I have a legitimate chance that my team is going to benefit from those pathetic <laughs> bunch of losers from being in the playoffs. I mean, this is actually – I'm, I'm happy Notre Dame's going to make the playoffs this year because yes. my team's going to get to wipe the floor with them, just like right. all these other teams in past years have gotten to done when they didn't belong. Yeah, you're exactly right. What do you for what's your, too. Well, what's your what's your take on this uh, Michigan Ohio State Michigan winning? You know, where's who's your Final Four right now? Uh, it's George and everybody else. Well, okay. you know, I want to knock Alabama out. We're going to have to beat them either next Saturday, or we're going to have to beat them in the playoffs for the national championship. There's no two ways about it. So we can call it the SEC championship. We can call it the national championship. But it's going to be that's what it's going to be next Saturday, uh, de facto, because we're going to have to go through them one way or the other. But as right now, I'm glad Ohio State's gone. Michigan was gashing them in the fourth quarter with the run game. I'm glad Ohio State's gone. I had to, I, we we have that right now. We take care of Alabama. We have the easiest road to the national championship I could ever imagine. Yeah, an overrated Cincinnati team that's played nobody, and then you got Notre Dame who lost to them. Yeah. And then you got uh, who else? You know, maybe Oklahoma or Oklahoma State. But that's that's it. I mean, we're going to be sitting there playing, or you know, Michigan could lose their way in. They could, you know, lose their way out if they don't beat uh, Wisconsin. I, I'm sitting here. We're sitting in the catbird seat. We just got to take care of Alabama. Yeah, exactly right. Chip, Chip nailed it, and uh, he's he he made a good point. Every year I'm sitting here complaining about Notre Dame being in it. That's why I've been saying since like the first week those things came out, I'm like, yeah, Notre Dame's at 12th. They'll be in it because teams ahead of them lose. They play Navy and they play Army and they play nobody. And then the, the, they keep winning at the end. They've only played one good team who they've lost to and they get in because they're Notre freaking Dame. And Chip's seen it every year. Hey, there's no reason for them to be in there. But this year I'm rooting for Bedlam. I'm rooting for put in, put in Cincinnati, put in Notre Dame. Put yeah, put in Vandy. <laughs> are you are, okay? Okay, Chip. Is there a way to last, get Vandy in there? Let's. I mean, last last question, in? Chip. Before we we get over to Anthony, we appreciate you calling in, man. We, we we'd love to hear from you next week after the game as well. As yeah, a fan, I hope I'll be in emotional condition to call uh, <laughs> in because I, I may not be because I, I may be you know like past years just you know uh, in the corner, unbelievably upset and depressed. Yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm hoping not because I, I think the way you'll be fine though. 
Yeah, yeah I, I think, yeah. My question to you, though, Chip, is does it matter that Cincinnati, Notre Dame, and maybe like a terrible Michigan team are the final three teams in there with Georgia? Or do you, you know, like, because you know the national media is going to say, well, they didn't play anybody in the college football playoff and they won. You know, does that matter to you or do you just want the title? Well, I want asking. the title and I don't yeah. care because then all the experts were picking these good teams and they end up being nobodies. Then we're the only team in the country. I mean, yeah. if we beat Alabama and you still say we've beaten nobody and then we beat Cincinnati, the darling, and we beat Notre Dame, the darling, and we beat maybe Michigan, the darling, and we still haven't beaten anybody and we're undefeated 15 and no, uh, you know, they can kiss my backside. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you. I, fi- I figured that was the answer. I just wanted to ask because you know that's going to be the talk, man. You know that's going to be the talk. Oh, this is the worst college football playoff of since its inception. That that's going to be the thing. Somebody's I, I gonna- love these when they talk about these running backs that are awesome, and they talk about they get 200 yards this game and 200 yards that game. See Missouri, and then they yeah. can't get 50 yards against Georgia. I just I laugh my butt off. All these great teams with their great running backs, their great offense, they play us, and all of a sudden they have a bad game. Imagine that. <laughs> Just so happens, huh? Well, Chip, man, we really appreciate you calling in. We've got Anthony waiting on us. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Give us a call next week, regardless of the outcome. We'll talk you through it. We'll see you next week. We'll all talk right, you man. at the ledge or celebrate with you either way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Anthony. Anthony, what's going on, my man? You got the Georgia jersey on, sitting there in the recliner, it looks like. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's going on? (laughs) What's what's your thoughts on the game today? I I thought it was good. I thought Chip brought up some stuff uh, that was nice. It doesn't really matter who we play as long as we win. And even though that was Roddy's doppelganger, I don't know if anybody (laughs) has picked up on that. That was uh, I was kind of really weird to look at the bottom left and the top right and see the exact same picture. Never see us in the same room. I know, right? Hey, I'm happy to talk to you guys, man, Roddy. I I appreciate everything you guys do with UGA Sports. Sorry, I'm watching the Alabama game. Sorry. Yeah, um, I'm whipping my head around here too. Um, but hey, Roddy, I was on uh, a couple of years ago on when you and Jake did the uh, there was a, a post game th- show and my wife talks about it all the time. And I said something about I had put a I had put a comment in the section and you and Jake just like died laughing. And it said uh, it was like a tree fell on a baby. I don't know if you remember that <laughs> yes. from from a bunch of years ago. And you said. <laughs> You win, you win the internet, have another one. And the problem was I was completely sober when I said it. And all I did was share it to everybody, like at work the next day. And they're like, oh, my God, you, were, you weren't drunk when you said that? I was like, no, I wasn't drunk when I said it. No, nah, you have to be pretty sober to come up with a good one like that. Right. Hey, but I, I want to I make sure that everybody uh, that, that's in the chat or that, that, that has a propensity to, to doubt you guys – Stetson Bennett is doing everything he's supposed to do to win to win Georgia National Championship this year. He's doing everything that he's been asked to do and then some. And now we're getting the offensive weapons back. And people want to say that it's because of only the defense. Well, the defense doesn't put up 48 points a game. They don't put up 40 points a game against ranked teams on the road against uh, rivals every year. I don't care how bad they are or not. Stetson Bennett's leading the team right now. Period. 
100%. You can like it or love it. And there's people out there that I honestly think that are big, big quotations, Georgia fans that are waiting for Georgia or waiting for Stetson Bennett to do something bad just so 14 games into the season can say, see, I told you so. Instead of really accepting this is a great season. This is a historic season for Georgia. And regardless on whether or not they're winning the way that you want them to win, just appreciate it for what it is. It's it's something that Georgia fans, I'm 45, I'll be 46 tomorrow. I know you don't think that Happy because early it's not gray. There's no coloring, no coloring <laughs> in here, by the way. That's a wig. We've been we waiting. We've been, no, it's not. It's all of me, baby. <laughs> so the fact that, that this is what us Georgia fans have been waiting for for 40-plus years, and for anybody that's a, a, a new-to-the-scene observer says, uh, well, we should probably be doing it this way because I know better than the fucking coaches that are at practice every fucking day. Well, that, that, that is an issue. And here's the thing. People act like uh, I, I'm uh, pro-Bennett or anti-Bennett. No, I, I get it. I get it. I, but my whole thing is, look, um, I had somebody text me. He's a very good friend of mine. I love this guy like a brother. And after <laughs> the end of the half, he sent me notes like, hey, uh, Stetson's making this making this offense look mediocre. I'm like, he's, he's got three touchdowns. You know, it's like, well, against this team, he should. I'm like, well, you, you do see the double standard there where you can't win for losing because if you do what you're supposed to, then that's, again, well, you're supposed to. This team's, this team's terrible. But if you have any incompletion, any bad thing, yeah. it proves their their stance. And I, I do the same thing with – I see this the same thing when people come out against a coach. When people are coming out against uh, Mark Ricks or people coming out against Jim Donnan or whoever, you know, the Jim Harbaugh thing, if he'd lost today. Once you've taken a stance, and I don't say against your team, or once you've taken the critical stance of a, about a player or a coach, now you're going, you're against the grain, and you have to justify that, and you point to the same problems. And maybe you're right. And there is the possibility that, you know, Georgia loses a playoff game or loses a title game with such a minute quarterback, and everyone's going to point to him and go, damn it, we told you from week two not to do that. So be it. But again, Kirby's not trying to lose games. And right. in his heart of hearts, you can disagree with him, but in his heart of hearts, he believes that they have the guy that helps them right now. Maybe that's that's not the way the season started. And I, I do want to address, address something with you, Anthony, because you'll get this. People say, well, why wasn't Stetson Bennett the starter in week one? Why wasn't he the number two guy in spring? And I think Coach Donnan mentioned it really well on the, on the uh, Tuesday show. He said, look, they were trying to go pro style. Todd Munkin, pro-style quarterback with JT Daniels and all those great receivers. They saw some issues in the fall. They realized they didn't have good pass protection on a pure drop-back pass, and they started losing wide receivers left and right. They went to Clemson, couldn't do a whole lot. They're like, this isn't going to work, plus JT gets hurt. They put in the number two guy. They're going to stick with that pro-style. They brought in Car Carson Beck. Carson, that week going into the UAB game, did not do well. And they're like, this, this isn't going to work. So they've coached themselves 180 degrees and said, we need to go dual threat. We need to go uh, RPOs, play action, stuff like that. And then it's going to be our guy for that. That's not how they wanted to do it, but that's just how it worked out. So it's just right. uh, 
Well, I think I think I think a lot of a lot of people don't realize that the MVP of the season so far this year is Todd Munkin. Yeah, that's fair. yeah. But yeah, look, we're all playing Dan Lanning, giving up six point nine points a game. <laughs> yeah, um, but 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 Roddy, you know that the only reason that Georgia is where they're at now is because of their defense. It's not because of their offense. Yeah, they're you know they're they're only they're only scoring thirty. 38 points a game, 39 points a game, and out and, and doubling everybody's score. But it's because of the defense. It's not because of the offense. Yeah. You know, it's such a it's such a, a narrow-minded narrative that people want to take with them to the grave because they just want to make sure that they're proven right, even though they're considered to be a fan. Yeah, and well, I, and I, I'm the same way, so I can't make fun I, of I, I know, I know, I know. But I just want to – I don't want – I want to take you guys uh, – I don't want to go too much longer – uh, because I normally get paid for the amount of time I've been on air today. But <laughs> you guys do awesome job, man. And uh, you guys, the best show out there. Regard, you know, I wish you guys could do a show every day if you could. Uh, but I know Roddy's cheap, so but he is very cheap. Yeah, can you tell him to give me a raise, Anthony, before you go? Oh, you're still wearing the same hoodie from last week. So no, I changed. I changed. I did change. I changed, Anthony. Okay. I changed. I, I went back and watched what I was I was wearing last week. I wore a different one. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for everything that you do. And uh, hey, bitches, twelve and zero. Let's do this. There you go. Deuces. Deuces. See you, Anthony. Y'all, y'all want to hear uh, something interesting? Um, Stetson Bennett too. After you. Yeah, we got Adam. Yeah. What you got, Trent? Stetson Bennett has attempted 183 passes this year, and you know he's put up good numbers. His completion percentage is, uh, you know, over over 65 percent. He's only he's only attempted eleven passes in the fourth quarter this season. Damn! Wow! Damn! Well, it's because he doesn't have a strong enough arm to throw more than fourteen passes. But you know the thing about you know averaging thirty eight, thirty nine points a game is they really could average fifty points a game if they played four quarters. Yeah, that, that's a great point because uh, when you when you're basically running the clocks out from the ten minute mark in the fourth quarter, third quarter. <laughs> in other games, it's like yeah. Jordan gets the ball and they're like, okay, there's 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. Hey, Dejan, how yeah. you feeling today, brother? <laughs> Just had it, Dejan. Had it. Hey, Saving Clark, what's going on? Yeah. Hey, speaking of what's going on, BKUGA out in the wilderness looks like he's been taking a hike. What's hey, going on, man? Still look hunting. Hey, fellas, how y'all doing? doing hey, great. man. Doing Listen, good, so much. So much appreciate this show and literally all the content. Um, I may not be get, I may not be able to get to watch everything live, but I literally schedule my week at certain points, knowing, hey, listen, I can get my hour of my of my show in here or uh, around the league or uh, UG Sports Live, whatever it is. So I just um, very appreciative of all the content. Um, it makes that uh, you're really gonna make ten- me cry, BKC. <laughs> makes hundred dollars <laughs> a year. Um, massively worth it, and please. It's don't only twenty bucks there. right now, man. Well, I'm, don't I'm tell him that, that Roddy. Man. He's yeah, he's not <laughs> no, on that plane. Keep him on. Keep him on. Look, I paid him to come on and say this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a noob, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Even though I have spread the gospel of UGA sports to all my family, like, look, twenty dollars, you can't beat it right now. Yeah, um, right. This is my second time on the show. I was on earlier in the season, and then last week I took my son and our family. The first game he had been to. Um, uh, for a live game. Um, of course, got my tickets off of uh, UGA Sports from a uh, li- uh, from a season ticket holder. Um, awesome. In fact, I did everything that uh, Roddy said, which is you go back and look when they joined, how many times yep. they post, are they legit? Yep. 
Yep. And um, he was 100% legit, and it was an awesome experience. Um, but, look, I'm not here to talk about who's playing and not playing and why this person playing. I'm here to talk about that I'm 40 years old. The last time we were in this type of position, I was in the womb. Actually, no, wait a minute. I was not in the womb. I was out of the womb um, soon and um, do not remember anything of it. So I have been one of the people, as Donnan says, you people need to enjoy the ride. And um, I've absolutely enjoyed this ride. And we're not done. I absolutely believe it. Um, no. I told uh, my mini-me um, earlier la- this week, I said the four is going to be Georgia, Michigan, Cincinnati, and Notre Dame. And it looks like I've got a good chance to be right wow. um, based on Michigan winning. And then I think Notre Dame will slide in there. And uh, I think our most difficult game of the season is uh, on Saturday. But based on what Auburn is currently doing and how well they're playing, uh, Rammer Jammer, uh, I think uh, we're going to handle the business quite well by about 14 points or so, maybe more. I don't know. Damn. Uh, and I think I just I, – I don't think – Yes, sir, at least 14, maybe Ooh. 17. I was at 17 last – Earlier in the week, I've kind of dropped a little bit. We'll see how far it drops between now and next Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Uh, then, then, BK, you remember what uh, Reese Davis said. He said, when okay. Georgia finally beats Alabama. It's over. He said, well, it said it's going to be like, he said, they're going to get out all their frustrations. Now, maybe yes. it's next week, maybe it's not. But he said, it'll be, it won't be like 27 to 28. It'll be 92 right. to yes. 6. And, again, I think if, uh, you know, Kirby's kind of – in look at the second half of this game. Hey, run it. Let's get out of here. But I think if he's got a if he's putting a beat down on Alabama, Stetson, keep throwing it. JT, keep throwing it. Hey, Zeus, keep running it. We're not pulling nobody. We're not going second team. He's going to run up the damn score and then turn to Shamar James and Mobile and go, just saying, you know. Our uh Trent, is it who's the uh, offensive tackle in Columbus? Oh, um um Elijah Pritchett? Yeah, Elijah Pritchett. Hey, don't you want to come play with uh, come play with Georgia to stay in state? You know, I'm not saying they're trying to flip them. I'm just saying, you know, it's uh, <laughs> we're it, already open up. You want to we're, change that that, mind, that concept of who is the top dog in the SEC? You know, and I think if Kirby gets a chance, I don't say run it up, but he'd run it up. <laughs> oh, absolutely, and uh, it'll be one of these deals. We're already opening up a can on them in the recruiting trail as it is. By the way, awesome recruiting work as always, but. Um, the, uh, Don't hype up Trent too hard, BK. Listen, <laughs> you, listen, you people kill it. I mean, seriously. You, I mean, it ain't no blowing no smoke. I've seen other pages. I'm not going to I've not been on other pages. There's nothing close, people. Jump on now <laughs> while you can. There's twenty thousand something people on this. All twenty thousand of you need to be on the page. It's legit. And uh, I don't talk a ton. I do a little bit. I talked a little more this year. Just like every freaking week, you just know. Like Roddy was saying this earlier, the nervousness. I mean, you sit down and you're like, so how about we go in this week? Uh, three. Maybe four touchdowns? Yeah, yeah, probably. When have we ever been like that? No, but I'm telling you, this is the new world order, my friend. Yeah. This is the Kirby train, the new world order. And these people better get on it. You're late by now if you're not on it. Which well, yeah, I know. You're right. You're right. Uh, BK actually uh, was talking to a guy who covers uh, Alabama, and he's like, look, this fan base is bored. They're bored. Because every week, they, unless it's an LSU game when LSU was good, you know, or Auburn's good, he's like – you, I mean, for years they know going into the game they're going to win fifty-six to seven. You know, because yeah. they just that get, might that might be why uh, Nick Saban came out and did that rant this week. 
Exactly, because the they all of a sudden they stop hitting fifty six to seven, and there's it's thirty four thirty, you know, and all of a sudden people are like, what the hell's going on? He's like, dude, do you understand how good you had it? How well, good you normally have it. So have you? I was going to ask the three of you. Have you noticed how positive he has been this season? In general, about his team, about his team, not about the fan base reaction, I think, uh, but about his team. When is he typically positive? When he's covering something up. When and when when they're losing. You see him clapping on the sideline. Oh, come on, guys, let's go, let's go. He knows what's coming, baby. He knows. He knows that this year and the year. And he's seen, I mean, he knows what's going down in Athens. He can tell you every probably score, what, what we're doing. But if you see what Auburn's doing right now on the pass rush, yeah. can you imagine what, what's going to happen next week? That, that right tackle, man. That's it's what gonna... I'm saying, yeah. It, you, you might be onto something, really. I, I mean, I know I said, wow, when you said 14, but you might be on it. I mean, right now, it's 0-0, what, with 11.30 left to go in the second quarter right now. Still 0-0. The final number. Oh, my soul. Yeah, could you imagine Bo Nix there? What would be happening that, right that's now? That's what I'm saying. This is a team you should be blowing off the ball. And how many coach, How many years has Coach Harson been there? Massive, this is his numero massive uno. Respect, massive respect to Alabama, too. I'm not trying to disrespect them whatsoever. No, no. Again. Look, I want to be hated just like they are. I, I want I want to wake up one day and like, oh, crap, here we go again. It's Georgia again. Here comes another loss. Yeah, baby. That's right. Here comes Georgia again. It's another loss, son. That's how we do. You know, that's. I want to get to that point. Yes, sir. Yeah, and again, that's why I'm like, uh, I don't know, I don't need that Florida job. What's about what about that Virginia Tech job? I can go up there and win. Yeah, I can coach there. No, yeah, TCU go sounds Washington. good. Yeah, yeah or Washington, <laughs> TCU, Washington, West Virginia. Yeah, Washington. Get... Oh, shit, man, I, we can win at Washington. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, you might want to go to the Big 12 now that Texas, Oklahoma is coming over here. Yeah, oh, I mean Lincoln Riley. Lincoln yeah. Riley might be making his way over here before then. Sounds like he might be headed to LSU. So yeah, where's that? What are we hearing post, man? Because I know it's already been done, right? <laughs> now that I what don't... are we hearing post would be a Georgia coach leaving. You don't need to see that. Yeah, yeah, you no, don't yeah, want yeah, that. Don't, <laughs> don't want me to post anything right now. Trust no, me. no, 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 no. Hey, I'm telling <laughs> you, don't you want that one. After after last week, and you saw what Arkansas did to Bama. At that point, I was like, dude, I I, I guess it's terrible, but I'm not worried about next week. Well, here's the yeah, you're right. I, you don't you don't have that little piece inside of you, BK man, from the past no. few years. You don't have. I just don't. That's not. Are you are you being serious? There's there's nothing inside of you right now that's got you a little worried. It's Bama you're playing next week. I'm gonna tell you one thousand percent, and I am that person. Look, <laughs> second to twenty six, when that ball is in the air, I ain't gonna pretend. My child goes to the bedroom. I'm going to the bed. I mean, the ball ain't been caught yet. I was like, we lost. Crap. <laughs> that feeling. Right. Right. And you have to see that over and over again on all the ESPNs and stuff. I tell you what they're going to be showing this year. They're going to show Kendall Milton, who's going to be back like a light, blowing through a line. They're going to be showing GP going down the line with a touchdown pass. And no more of that bull crap about Georgia, who just isn't quite good enough. Well, who have you played? And why was your defense? Your offense isn't good enough. And over and over, give, keep giving us excuses, sweetheart. we putting up W's. That's right. W, son. So, so every excuse in the world. And by, this is why, hey, bored people. And I know, like, I'm about to be done. And I'm not actually in the wilderness. I'm in my, back, my backyard. I just finished the <laughs> <laughs> But listen, hey, this is why this is different. This is different this season. Every game you go in knowing what you're going to put up, 17 points? No. Seven points? Maybe. Possibly. A possible seven. A possible seven. And do I expect Alabama to score more? I do. I don't yeah. believe they're going to score 20 points. 
I do not believe Alabama is going to score. And I may be, and I may be drinking the Kool Aid, but baby, it tastes great. We <laughs> done. He's you right. know what I'm saying? The I problem with the you. board is that they've listened to all these people give excuses why we shouldn't win. How about some reasons why we should win? Which is we the best right now. That's just what it is. Lay it down. All oh, their offense is good enough. I think we're like top six in the country. Yeah. I'll yeah. take that. Take that and run that 99 all the way down to the championship. And by the by the way, he needs to go to New York just for the simple just for the simple fact of them having to mention our name over and over and over again. <laughs> oh, Georgia's 99. Jordan Davis is here. Oh no. And I will tell you, I was live when my man scored a touchdown last week. You ah, I love a, it. You want to see a lit environment? Yes, sir. Big 99. <laughs> and by the way, he was ahead of touchdown the first time. They just want to see it again, sweetheart. See that beautiful 360 pounds, leap like a Superman. <laughs> Listen, I do love all you guys. I appreciate all the work and effort you do. Hey, and, man, uh, we appreciate you. Give us a call back next week, man. Next week, no matter what, win or loss, we want you back, BK. Back in the same spot. Win I love it. Out in the wilderness. Day. Thank you, BK. Right. We'll see you. Hey, we'll check it's in the mail, my friend. Yes, sir. <laughs> check it's in the mail. See ya. See ya. Yeah, that was pretty good. Back to back to back. Uh, great. Why do I need you guys man. on the show? They're yeah, a hell of a lot better than y'all. Yeah, I mean, man. You know, you should think about having a subscriber show only. Uh, I will tell you this. I, I went to pick Coach Don up from the airport yesterday. He flew out to see his family in Oklahoma. And I've already talked to this about our buddy over at uh, the 7 6 uh, Chance. Uh, excuse me, Chase. And I was, I've come up with the concept of having a fan only show, basically like one moderator and have three uh, fans and one maybe rotating guy. And I thought, you know, our buddy over the 7-6 would be a good opportunity for that. He's very well versed in it. Guys like BK, you know, uh, guys like Anthony, you know, uh, uh, Eddie from Ackworth, you know, just – and because think about this, 90% of our fans or our readers do not post. Yep. There's only about 10% of them that actually post. But every one of them goes and reads, and they go read the interplay, the back and forth between the the posters. They read what's going on. So why can't we take that community and bring it to YouTube and basically have the dog vent live? That was the name of the show I came up with, just driving back. And I was talking to Coach Donald about it. I'm like, here's this idea I had. And I think he'd just go, oh, that's silly. You know, why would he's like, no, that's a good idea. And I'm like, yeah, because some people want to watch. What do you want to watch? You want to watch uh another bad uh, streaming show or do you want to watch people talk about yeah, full on fans talk about Georgia stuff. And it's, it's the same conversations they're having in their living room right now after watching the game, you know, they're hanging out at the, the same conversation you have at a tailgate. Let's get some guys call it the UGA sports or the uh, dog event live and just have a fan show, you know, and basically one of us just uh, run the board and let them talk. And again, it could be, it'd be full us and we, Versus them and they, you know, we can't do that. We have to be somewhat objective. So uh, we can actually just go balls to the wall, full fan site and have it once or twice a week. So, so it's coming. I'm already, it's already in the works. And Chip Crook says, I'm in dog vent live. Katie Clark. See? So in. See Chip and Katie. Fantastic. I mean, Chip, Chip <laughs> Brett, Wy Brett, Wy Brett Weimer. Do you want to risk an hour of from fields arguments? <laughs> Honestly? Yeah. You know, here's the thing, Chip. I mean, Brett, if we monetize that show at the end of the day, we probably have like 60 bucks. <laughs> oh, that's, that's good, Brett. I like that. Vote with your super chat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Vote with your super chat. Everybody gets to vote. Did you want, Everybody field gets or to did vote you want two bucks? <laughs> yep. 
Oh, that's awesome. Uh, Indie Clip says, man, Bama looking bad right now. Bama's looking bad. What's the score? Zero, zero. Jeez. And TJ Finley's out there for Auburn, who I think, I mean, I you know, I think he's a little more talented than Bo Nix, but Bo Nix has been there forever. So Look, TJ Finley was third-street quarterback. Stop it. No, TJ Finley is damn. cannot win you football games. We know this. Oh, hold on. Yeah, Trent. What wasn't Stetson Bennett the third string quarterback? Don't come at me like that. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> saying you came hard at me right You're there. You're talking you about hard. two different programs on two different two different what, tra- trajectories. What I'm saying is TJ Finley is an okay quarterback. I like his size. Oh, I think it, you got to be an okay quarterback to be in college. Yeah. Well. Okay, Trent. Jeez. I, whatever. I don't care. TJ Finley is not. It should not beat Bama. No, absolutely not. What what's his name? Takes in Zach Calzada. Zach Calzada should not beat Bama. It's just <laughs> I don't. I don't. Well, if you're going that way, should Stetson Bennett beat Bama? I don't yeah, know. Probably should. Okay, I'm just I'm just asking. It's a mailman. Uh, he don't get. Well, a here's a here's a question for you guys. Since he got left off of, uh, Spanos says sorry about the f bombs, Paul. Yeah, appreciate that, Spanos. Uh, but he says, uh, where does Brock Bowers rank as true freshman to play at UGA? Roddy, you've been around a long time. Right behind Herschel. <laughs> Stop it! Uh, you got to put him up there with like uh, like Trent Sturdivant, you know. Uh, uh, that's just, I mean, just a guy that actually comes in and just blow the doors off of everybody, just mind-boggling good right off the bat. I mean, think about this: he's got ten touchdowns, right? What's the most? Uh, what, what's the largest number of TDs anybody any wide receiver, not tight end, any wide receivers had at UGA? 11. I don't think, yeah, there's only been a few that have been above double digits. Eight, no. 11 was uh, Terry Ward, I think. And then are there any guys with 10? I think the, the, the rest of them are nine, I think. Jeez. So just think about that. <clears throat> a tight end has 10 TDs. And, and this guy, I mean, he runs too. There is no way. Go back to that 77-yard touchdown he had today. Uh, good throw. You know, it made me nervous because it was actually pretty well covered. Uh, threads a needle, gets it in there, and I'm getting up the scissor about Stetson. It's about the catch and then the run after. I was looking towards the end when he was about on the 35 to the 30 to the 25, that 10-yard that span there. He was actually increasing the distance. Now, if, if you yeah. pull away from a guy on the 10 or 5-yard line, it's because he's pulling up because he knows you scored. But when you're on the 35, your safety – Still thinks he has a chance to bring you down and keep you from scoring, and the safeties are turning, turning and burning, trying to catch you before you score. And he was pulling away. No man that size should be able to run that fast. You know, it's just I, I'd love to see the GPS numbers on his run on that seventy-seven yards. You think they'll put it out as like a little video after oh, the game? Yeah. Yeah. If not, we're definitely gonna. I mean, our, our film guy is gonna break it down. So find out how fast he was moving. Film don't lie stuff is gonna be pretty fun. So. So, Brock Bowers compared to AJ Green as a freshman. I mean, he uh, AJ had over 900 yards. Brock's now got 650, ten touchdowns. AJ had eight. I mean, yeah, but again, remember how many throws have there been in the fourth quarter? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and it's also you're throwing the ball to Lad McConkey a ton. You're throwing it to AD Mitchell a ton. Maybe you need to throw it to him a little bit less, but. Uh, you haven't – George Pickens was not out there, but, you know, you've thrown it some to Jermaine Burton. You know, uh, you've thrown it to the wide receiver. I mean, the uh, running backs. 
Do we do do we think uh, Pickens will take over AD's role full time next week? If it were me, I would. Again, I I don't know how what sort of shape. uh, uh, I will say, I will say, after George caught that one pass and he did like you said the the whirling dervish spin, uh, Trent. Kirby looked at him and he was yelling, George, George. And he was like, get your ass over here. Come on. No. And George wanted to go back in. He's like, no, nah, you're, no, nah, you're good. You're good. I That's think I, was, I needed to see. I was Maybe more impressed with him running on Kenny McIntosh's touchdown. Yes. And, and, and him, he was on the field and he, and he celebrating was. in the end zone. Like he jumped up, like he was about to get picked up. And uh, <laughs> I mean, things like that make me feel like he's back to, feeling confident about his name, which I, I confidence has never been an issue for that kid. So uh, I don't mm-hmm. think it's going to be now. Um, yeah. I thought he yeah. ran onto the field. And I think then you, I noticed he was the outside wide receiver on, on you, McIntosh's. You've you seen Lad McConkey's uh, reps go down since Jermaine Burton's been back. Yeah. Um, so I think you're going to see at least split in half, maybe um, him and AD. I'd be fine to see uh, again. You don't know the all the other stuff that's going on. You don't know how you know how they did in practice. You don't know the play call. You don't know what's going on uh, from a blocking standpoint. There's a lot. Or let me put it. I don't know. So I don't want to just mix and match. You know, because you no, know, this guy's been working at a Z. You know, and this guy's the X. And you can't just flip them. You know, it's not as big a catch-all there. But I think would like to see a few more of those passes. You know. The thing that was interesting was me, Jack Saint, you know, and and so maybe he and uh, Mitchell or AD, you know, split some of those reps. You know, let's see a little more rotation between those two guys. And again, maybe maybe AD just had a bad week, but there's been a couple of those bad weeks. Couple, yeah, there's been a couple bad weeks for AD. And when you have that many potential replacements, yes. You know? It's kind of the whole thing with Brinny on the defensive side of the ball, how quick they are to pull Brinny because they know they've got Dan Jackson just waiting. They can't do that now with Chris Smith. but anyway. And William Poole is playing excellent. Yeah, yeah. He has. But, again, you know, we, we would also say the same about, uh, you know, Warren Erickson. It's like, oh, well, he, he we do say the same on his sack, Warren. you know, just pulling. We're, we're quick to pull people, but we don't know the fact that the guy you put in there may not be as good as the guy that's there. And the guy that goes in to replace him sometimes, it's, well, yeah, the game's out of hand, and he's going up against the second string and the team that's across the, – the guy across the way, Dozy's down 35 to nothing. So, yeah, it's uh, it's sometimes easy to say the second guy's better, but we don't always know that. So I don't want to say that Rosemary Jack Saint is better than AD, but, I mean, you've seen a couple balls hit him in the hands, and I haven't seen that as much from the other guys. So, yeah. That's where I, think, I think route running is what kind of separates him from other. You know, he's dropping balls, but I think yeah, he he, he, may, he may be wide open and the other guys can't get there. So maybe I'm completely wrong. You know, yeah. again, I, I don't, I don't pretend to know what the coaches know. I thought it was interesting to see George. He was in on 13 personnel. And really, I think, I think all three times. Yeah, he was. That's an interesting uh, concept. There was three. Yeah, times. It makes sense though. Yeah, it was three tight ends, one wide receiver on all three of his plays. One of them was the drop back pass. Stetson, I think it was Stetson's only sack of the day. Um, they were trying to go deep to him. But uh, and then the the run from Kenny McIntosh was 13 personnel. And I believe the first or the no, the pass to the sidelines might not have been 13 personnel because he had received out there blocking. But two out of three were 13 personnel. B and E breaks says seems like a timing thing with AD doesn't turn his head in time to see how he needs to adjust to make a play. That that has been a uh, concern. 
a few times on some balls to AD. Ryan, you brought this up. It seems easy to fix, right? Now them and Auburn are fighting. Oh, my. They are indeed. They are indeed. A little yeah. fight in the Iron Bowl there. Uh, it, could as the, it could happen in the third quarter, and they'd be ejected for half of the next game. Hey, uh, let's see if the quarterback will punch somebody in the helmet and break his hand for next week. Yeah, Bryce Young, go ahead. Do what you got to do, man. Protect your punch team. Yeah. Punch be, be a man. Roddy, we talked about this earlier before we got on. Uh, Jamari Sawyer obviously is going to be back next week. We think that's targeting. Is it targeting on who? Alabama. Look right here. Bam. Oh yeah, that's targeting. Um, Where do you go with this offensive line? Well, I mean, if you get Jamari back, you definitely. I mean, you got to have him. I really would like to have seen him today if he was healthy. You you worry about it because Will Anderson is an absolute monster. So you're going to have to bring in uh, Washington or Brock Bowers or John Fitzpatrick, somebody to just chip him. And of course, you put him on one side. What does he do? He switches to the other. You know, so you you know you probably be in twelve personnel. Uh, but do, wow. my, I guess my my question is because my thought is maybe take Erickson out, put Sawyer to guard position, leave Jones in. He's been really really well. I don't see the thing really is well. I'm saying when Sawyer's going inside, he hasn't been as strong as you thought. He's actually played better at tackle. You know, so, so, so you're just going to take Broderick out, put Sawyer in, leave everybody else the same against Bam. What I think it's going to happen. Okay, I would just Again, I, I get this just together. Was that Jamerson Williams? Oh, yes, it, it was. was. Oh, is it in? But we're still in the second quarter, right? Was he? Yeah, you're. you're, you're <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Yeah, you're nine minutes away from having a hell of a. Uh, Was he in the game? Well, that, I guess. I guess was it an interception? Some type of interception had to be an had to have been an interception, but that's definitely targeting. Yeah, that's, they've already they've already called it targeting. He's, he's already been. To me, they call targeting way too much. But uh, uh, when I was coaching my boys, I always told them, "Look, if they see you looking at grass, they see your heads down, and you get the, my bald paint here. But if they can see the top, you know, that you the last thing you saw before you hit him was dirt, they're going to throw you, and I'm going to make you run." You know? Yeah, that yeah, he that's the definitely the last thing Jameson Williams saw right there was a bunch of grass and dirt. <laughs> he was saying, your head's down. To me, it's very it's very simple. When you slide a guy drops right before you hit him and your face mask hits his helmet and they throw you out for targeting some of these BS calls. I'm like, no. Oh, guess what it was your on? Head down, you're looking at grass, do it. A punt guess return. what it was okay. on? It was on punt return. Chip Chip and Katie both said punt return. Thanks, what Katie. Was Duke doing on punt return. No, but that's the thing. Hold on, hold on. We talk about this all the time. Kirby loves doing that too. Kirby loves putting his best guys on punt return. Yeah, because I mean, you go back and look at the uh, Zamir White and DeAndre. Yeah, you just Swift lost your best dropping guys left and right on punt return. I know, but you just lost your best wide receiver at zero zero. You don't have him for the rest of the game because he's on punt return doing something like that. Yeah, I mean that's definitely that's targeting. I don't well, know what again, is. you coach around that. Hey, don't do something stupid, but go down and make a play. And you look at uh, Zamir White, uh, Sony Michelle's first play ever for UGA. First I get it, man. I think it was I in get South it. Carolina was on a, a punt kick coverage or punt coverage. He dropped a guy because he's so fast. He's your fastest play, uh, player. Qualified. Yeah, he's gone. He's gone. Oh, see, I know you. That's, I can see the, the tears. Thing. Paul, stop crying. It's a. No, I, I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying, dude. If you put your guys so out there, 99 out of 100 times, it'll work. You yep. don't have to worry about it. There is that one percent chance where your five star or your big time wide receiver, your best wide receiver, goes down and it gets targeting, and it just so happens to kick you in the nads right against Auburn when it's zero zero in the Iron Bowl. Just uh, you're right, way. but at the same time, it's uh, 
if you're going down there with your third string wide receiver. Oh yeah, I, I, I'm, with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. So, I'm with you. Uh, again, I've. You, you, there's a reason they say put your best eleven out there and on everything. So, Amari says changes their whole offense now. Alabama's it does. He'll be fresh next week. <laughs> Chip Crook says root for targeting calls in the second half for Bama. Yeah. Chip, like we said, you were nine minutes away from uh, Jameson Williams not playing in the first half. Hey, no, but you, know, all this, you know, the guys getting chippy and talking a bunch of crap to each other. You know, that's when you start getting those targeting calls and personal fouls in the second half, you know. So, yep. And if, if it, I, I'm Auburn, I, I, I give a – I goad them into yes. hitting me. Yes, I was just thinking the same thing. We got nothing to lose here, baby. I'm describing what their mama looks like naked. (laughs) I'm describing how, you know, your parents were never married. Talking about how your sister, uh, what we used to call her. Oh, you don't even have a sister? I'm sorry, that was your mom. I'm just nonstop going after these guys. And you want them to take a swing. Yep. You know? Hit me if you're a man. (laughs) They hit you in the helmet and they're going to. Going around the league, uh, Oregon doesn't matter anymore. They're 17-3 up against Oregon State. Michigan State 17-14 over Penn State with five, six minutes to go in the second quarter. Uh, Minnesota 3 over Wisconsin. If Wisconsin loses that game, Iowa goes to the uh, Big Ten. What is it? Yeah, Big Ten championship. It always confuses me. They've got 12 teams in the Big Ten, 10 in the Big 12, whatever. Uh, If Wisconsin loses that game, though, Iowa will play against Michigan. Uh, so that one's going to be, to See, be there. What we should do is a watch along show for this thing and just make fun of both teams for about four hours. We should. Oh I wish we God. could, I, man, I wish we could play it. I know Trent's got it on the background back there, but I wish we could actually like play the show or play the game and just make fun of these guys the whole time. Uh, that would be, that would be fun. What else you got, Roddy? Oh, yeah, you didn't even ask me my thoughts on the game, so I appreciate I didn't. That. I didn't. Uh, yeah, normally we do initial thoughts when people come on. Georgia Tech sucks so bad. Yeah. I mean, it was 45 to nothing, man. I mean, it, the game literally was over in under three hours. I'm just saying, if you're a Georgia Tech fan, this is what you need right there. Get the Delta Gummies. Get them uh, Jolly Ranchers, you know. Get the full spectrum. <laughs> you need all them things. You need the lollipops. You need the uh, – oh. You need you need everything here. That you need that hot chocolate, you know, you need that <laughs> seasoning, you need all that. If you're a Georgia Tech fan right now, that's absolutely where you need to be. Uh a bad team. Uh hopefully no one was injured. We saw that Kiaris Jackson had the little uh had, rib had injury. You want to come out of that game uh healthy. Uh you got to you got to rest your starters. You em- embarrassed them on their field, you know, you didn't let them score. But I do want to give a shout out to Jeff Collins. We we did go to high school together. You're ahead of me, or two years something like that. Uh, we we weren't close. We weren't buddies. We did we did track together, and I mentioned that in the past. But I did like the fact that he didn't go for the cheap field goal a couple times. You know, just to get on the scoreboard. You know, you're down 25. You know, or you're you're down or 24 points. You know, you're down 31 points, something like that. He's not. He wasn't. Hey, let me get a field goal just to uh, just so that I could say that we weren't shut out. He actually did try to go. And we talked about how it's just going to be – it's tough to recruit there. It's tough to come in and change that team from the uh, triple option to, you know, a, a pro style. But, hey, you did exactly what you wanted to. 
Stetson looked good. I kind of I would like to have seen JT get a chance to throw the ball. Um, yeah. Kirby, I mean, Kirby, but he doesn't want to run it up for whatever reason. I uh, saw Carson. Yeah, why, why is that? Well, I mean, and, but, here, I do want to say this, though. A couple of times I thought they were prepared to throw, and it looked mm-hmm. like JT checked out of it into runs. He's like, okay, they're expecting me to throw, uh, but they're giving me the run. So he handed the ball off twice and went seven yards and eight yards. Like, okay. Fair. If, if that was true, then, hey, great job, JT, for being selfless and not trying to force it. If they're going to give you the run, take it. And that's what you want from your quarterback. He doesn't need to pad his numbers. He's a talented guy. Uh, if he's putting them in a run and gashing them, then great job, JT. So, uh, but uh, just an absolute blowout. But again, if, if all you left with was uh, one injury in a, in a heated rivalry that that can be, I, I, I consider yourself lucky. I mean, you don't want anybody to get hurt, but how many times have we seen, you guys remember covering the, First series, just about every year, there'd be a cut block that would take out Georgia's best defense. <laughs> yeah. Every damn year. Oh, hey, look, Geno Atkins is out, you know. Hey, Should, uh, Charles Jenkins uh, is in, injured. There goes uh, Atkins, you know, just one after another. Charleston Southern did that a lot last week. They did a lot of cut yeah. blocking. Luckily, Georgia was able to walk away uh, scot-free out of that. We should get Garrison Hurst on here to talk about – I mean, not Garrison, uh, Garrison Smith on here to talk about this shit they pulled, you know. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> He I went to school it. with Garrison. Garrison, nice guy. I went to school with Sean Williams too. Sean was uh, one of my good buddies. Ray Drew came over to the house. Uh, we, we won't talk about that. Well, um, Ray, Ray Drew, he haven't. I mean, how many times did he have to deal with that stuff? Yeah. So, Ray Drew was a badass. I'll tell you that. That's all I'll say. Came over to the house one time. We had a steak cook-off competition, and uh, cooked up some damn good steak. Oh, there you go. I love that. Seven uh, nothing. Seven nothing. Auburn. Really? Seven nothing Auburn. Yeah, they scored while you were going through your uh, our sponsorship there of the Rogue. Let people know. And here's the thing: I, I was on the wrong website uh, last time we did this. It's called the Rogue Shop. R O G U E, not the Rouge Rouge Shop, which I also put up on our site one time. So hey, we have a new sponsor, the Rouge Shop, and people are like, what? We're doing makeup now? Yeah. It's fun when you do something stupid and you get 50,000 followers tell you you're a moron. That's all. That's always great. But they, they, we have some of those things. So B and E um, said uh, those names are triggering memories. Let's bring up <laughs> Ray Drew and Garrison and all the likes. Yeah, you need, uh, but you try some of this rogue stuff and that'll trigger some memories too. But uh, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm kind of while y'all are talking about that, I was looking through some of the uh, uh, comments from the coaches and the players and such. What are they and, saying? Didn't see anything. Uh, we got Brent Rawls put his uh, notes and observations in there. I was looking for some of the comments from Kirby after the. Uh, and what has what has what has the old Kirby said? He I know he said after the game in his uh, you know post game press conference with ABC that she said yeah your defense was elite. He was like no we're not using that word today. They were good, <laughs> but uh, we had some plays that the definitely of our did team not, is our team. Yeah, it didn't go our way, Kirby. For the most part, though, throughout the game, whenever they had the camera on him, looked pretty chill compared yeah. to other games. He's just sitting over there, like walking on the sideline, kind of playing with his, you know, headset a little bit. Just he, he was, he was not worried. Um, yeah. but he was looking for something to be mad about. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was, and you know, that's the thing, though, right now. And he said it in the in the post game uh, 
conference with ABC said, look, we're still trying to ascend. I don't want these guys to think that we are there yet. So that might be a little bit of what, uh, you know, Kirby's going through right now is he's making sure he can still get into his player's head. Hey guys, we're not there yet. Yes, you're 12 and 0, but we're not there yet. And so, oh, it's a good one. Who do you have for Heisman from Amari Carmichael? Yeah, before we get to your Heisman thoughts, I do want to mention this real quick. Uh, yeah. Curtis Marsh says it felt like a home game. Ooh. <laughs> but uh, well, twist before the night, you, Kirby twisted, twisted. Before you got on, Blaine was uh, at the stadium. He said seventy percent Georgia fans at least in the stadium. Seventy percent. Oh my goodness, a sack there. Uh, yeah, seventy percent. Did you guys see the overhead shot like five minutes before kickoff? Yeah, it was all red. Well, I'm just, well, I mean, the other parts of the stadium were empty. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, again, I get it. It's a 12 o'clock game, but I mean, are y'all going to be there before halftime? I think some people were waiting to see if they at halftime they'd do the hot dogs half off or something before they show up. <laughs> I think it was. Uh, you guys have covered enough. Uh, wasn't uh, it? It was the Kansas game when Kansas was coming back against Texas. Yes. And they, and they said, hey, free screw admission. it. Free admission. We just need you here. Get in the stadium. They put it out like on the radio, the and was, folks started showing up. The stadium was well, packed. Like, well, <laughs> you guys have been to high school games where, like, okay, hey, folks, y'all be sure to stop by the concession stand where Mary Beth and Todd uh, Blackledger have got our thing down, and they're doing the uh, they got hot dogs and hamburgers. And right now, in the third quarter, they're all half off because they have I'm sprinting. Shut down the grill. I'm sprinting. That's when I go. <laughs> That's when I jump in. Like, well, the last they they cooked up all these hot dogs and hamburgers. They're like, okay, there's uh, the game's out of hand. We don't want to be stuck with them, and we need to. We, we got to make bank, you know, on the concession stand. So they knock on the half off, and yeah, <laughs> all of us have been there. It's like, oh well, I'll take two of those hamburgers now. Yep. Yep. And uh, you we'll throw away one of the buns, and you make the double. Yeah, we'll get back yeah. to the Heisman. I want to talk about this real quick. Franklin Holly says, "How about their field? Looked rough. It did look. A, it looked a little defeated. Uh, their field did not look that great, and they have turf now, right?" There, there are a turf team in in Atlanta. It is field did field did not look that good. Um, no, they went turf because you can't grow anything in that damn urban jungle. Oh lordy! Um, back to Amari's thing, Trent. We'll start with you. Who you have for Heisman? I think they should just not have a Heisman this year because um, that's probably the best. It's probably the best. I, I really, I really don't know because I mean, and Kobe Dean. The, the the talk all year has been Bryce or. Stroud and both of them look horrendous today. Um, yeah, I just don't think there has been a competitive, like a, a, a consistent person that, that that stood out besides somebody like a on defense, like like in the Kobe Dean or somebody like that who, who stood out for twelve games. I that all, all these all these players have had uh, rough goes of it. I mean, Matt, you could say Matt Corral, but. I didn't think he looked very good against Mississippi State or not. So it's just so as of right now, the Heisman odds in Vegas really they say it's a two man show. They've got CJ Stroud at minus two ten. This was prior to today's games. Uh, CJ Stroud minus two ten. Bryce Young plus one seventy. Then the next guy is Matt Corral at plus twenty five hundred. Well, so Matt Corral is my thing. I said that a few weeks ago, and they're like, oh no, not Matt Corral. I'm like. Again, you don't look at the fact that they just lost a game. You look at how they're going to do the rest of the way. I'm like, this guy's going to keep putting up numbers, you know. And he got that little ankle injury. But I'm like, it's 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 a numbers game. It's it's wins and gaudy stats. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't honestly, Their I don't first know. 10 win season, but in, in the first half, Bryce Young is six of 15 for 70 yards. Ooh. If Stetson Bennett did that, JT Daniels would have a statue built in most people's yards. So, yeah. And there are no odds. The the odds just for folks listening at home. Jordan Davis right now at plus five thousand. He's one, two, three, four, five, six. He's seventh on the list of of odds. Uh, plus five thousand. Will Anderson's behind him, plus sixty six hundred. So he is the top defensive guy. I don't. I really don't know who your Heisman is. Whoever it's going to be, it's it's not gonna. It's not gonna it's be. It's gonna be Matt Corral. It, just in me. the in the first half. Of this Auburn-Alabama game, Alabama has 70 yards passing, negative 19 yards rushing, 51 yards total. Who is what, about they, what about Auburn? What was the game that Alabama only had like six yards rushing? Who was that against? Arkansas? I mean, Auburn only has one yard rushing and 98 yards passing. 99 yards for Auburn, 51, yard, uh, 51 yards for Bama. And it's almost halftime. Yeah, I think you're right, though, Roddy. I think uh... – Bryce Young went off against Arkansas. They only had, they did not have that many rushing yards yeah. against them. I mean, but if you throw it at 50, 565 yards or whatever, <laughs> right. don't worry about it. But I'm just saying right. it's, it's there. But uh, again, I think you, there, there has to be momentum towards the end of the season for your Heisman winner and uh, crazy stats. If you've had, you put up all these crazy stats and you were the guy and then you lose right at the end, they're like, oh, well, that cost him the Heisman. And these voters, I don't. I know a number of Heisman voters. I don't want to put them in with it, but I, there were there were way too many Heisman voters, and a lot of them basically vote for the last person they heard, you know. And they yeah. watch it. So they watch sports and they go, "Oh, well, this is the leading Heisman guy, so I'm going to put it out there." They don't sit there and break down film and do that. They just go with what they think they should. So, um, I. But I'm thinking for a guy that's had positive of uh, has positive numbers and momentum, Matt Corral leads Ole Miss to their first 10 win season ever. Ever. And look good and look good doing it. Look, look good, good doing it. it. Plus he's with Kiffin, you know, and there's that Lane Kiffin uh cult of personality. And they like, oh, that's his guy. So it it, it wouldn't shock me. Right mm-hmm. here, Eric uh Carvelli says, Hey everyone. Just so you know, Auburn has five sacks on Bryce Young in the first half. You think Georgia could do that? They've well, got a little bit better players up front. Imagine Just if they had Adam Anderson. Oh, he'd feast. Yeah, but he he is no longer with the team and uh, won't play for Georgia again. So now you go, hey, Nicobe Dean. He keeps blitzing through that a gap, and he you most a couple times today they sent both inside linebackers. Oh yes, beautiful on a little, on a little stunt on a little twist there. That was fun to watch. Uh, we've seen uh, them bring the corner blitzes a lot. Again, is why you have to have Chris Smith healthy because if you're going to send the corner, you know that safety has to get over there and help cover. And not to say that Dan can't. Dan's done that as well, but you know maybe you feel a little more comfortable doing that with a uh, Chris Smith in there. Um, I, I like the idea of Channing Tindall. You've seen how fast he was. The fact that he had uh, what three sacks in the game was it three or four. Three. Three, he had three sacks, you know, a few weeks ago. That's a guy you move him around. In other words, they found ways without Adam Anderson to bring pressure to the QB. You saw all the tackles for loss they had today. Robert you know, Beal came right up with a sack issue. today. Robert Beal came up with a problem for Alabama. Uh, the only sack I saw came from the left tackle. So I think Georgia's going to be able to get sacks just for some point that every, every single one of these guys are going to be. Uh, 
it's just one on one because you got to account for their three defense linemen on every play because it, I mean it starts with them. That's the reason why those linebackers are running free um, majority of the time. So it's I think they're still going to get the pressure that you know I think Adam Anderson could generate pressure without having to send uh, your inside linebackers, but. Maybe no one's back 100% next week. Yeah, you need Nolan back for sure. Franklin Holly says, heading out. You guys have a great weekend. Go dogs. We appreciate you, Franklin. Appreciate you watching with us. Guys, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up and kind of look forward to next week. We've got just a little bit of time left here. 45-0 against Georgia Tech. 12-0 overall. You beat every one of your rivals. You crushed every one of your rivals. You crushed teams this year to where you broke them down and they turned into a complete opposite team after Georgia played them. You're 12-0. and 0. Take so this Clemson week. The only, was Clemson the only t- close game? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They only trailed three times this whole – and two of them were to Tennessee. That's what I'm saying. And and, and we, we look at this, you know, and we – it's kind of like how you said, Roddy, with the Alabama fans. It's gotten to the point now where it's like, all right, what's Georgia going to win by this week? You know, I mean yeah. – it. It's gotten to that point. Just take it all in. Take in this 12-0 season and really, like Roddy's been saying every week, he has his username like that for a reason. You haven't seen this. If you're under 40, you've never seen this from a Georgia team. There's always been a slip-up game or there's always been two slip-up games or three or four or five. You know, I mean, we could go on and on, but you're 12-0. and Alabama doesn't look that great right now against Auburn. Who knows? When you listen to us on the podcast and you're not watching us live, we might look like jackasses. Auburn might come back or Alabama might come back and win 31 7. But as of right now, Alabama doesn't look great. Uh, yeah, they did. Yeah, Florida found out the hard way that they can score some points there. Yeah. No, who is it they, they put on a bunch of points at the very end? Uh, for LSU? Uh, no, that was. Um... It was tight, then at the end they just poured points Against Bama? Yeah, I know who you're t- – uh, I don't know who it was, but I guess so. I don't either, but I, I know what you're talking about. But, hey, Georgia's a better team than uh, Auburn, and Auburn's playing them tight right now. You know, Granted, that's at Auburn, but, hey, you're going to be in Atlanta. So, uh, a little no-fly zone there. So, I, I like Georgia's chances. And, again, the great thing is it doesn't even matter. It doesn't freaking matter next week. You can lose it. So what? You're going to be in the playoffs. And hopefully you'll be in there against a Cincinnati or a Notre Dame or somebody like that. You blow their doors off and play for another title. I think it's, you know, that for so many years you've been sitting here with the ball on the other foot and you go into the SEC championship and you're like, well, Bama's in, Bama's in, Georgia's got to win. Georgia's, this is a must win. Not, not, Georgia has to win. This team has to lose. That team has to yeah. lose. This team has to lose this team in two weeks. I mean, how many of us have, but you got to win by at least two touchdowns to right. be impressive. Well, not, yeah, not only that. I mean, you have you have to work out the uh, yeah. It was Tennessee. That was it. Yeah, Tennessee. Thank Thanks, you, Katie. Katie. Uh, how many times we for Georgia to make it to win the East? Okay, they lost to Florida, or they lost to Missouri, or they lost to this team. So now you this, need South Carolina to beat Arkansas yeah, to beat this team, so you can do this and that. And you basically, need to the, for the Kentucky treatment Florida, this weekend. Never happens, but that's the only right. way you're going to make it back. You know, right? We've done that calculus for years and years and years. Now you're like, screw that. We're just let's just beat that crap out of everybody. Oh, and I put on the note on our uh, three two one column in the previous years before Kirby got here, Georgia had only beaten Auburn, Tennessee, Florida, and Tech four times in the same calendar year. Kirby's done it four times. 
since he's gotten here in six years. Wow. You know, he hadn't played for a title until Kirby's, you know, from 1980, what, 83? Uh, this is 1980s. Uh, Kirby played it for his second year. He's going to have you in the playoffs again now, you know, so you're about to sign the number one recruiting class by a large margin. Uh, but again, I know we're all caught up in the whole, you know, playoffs and stuff, but before you start worrying about Alabama, I hope everybody has a nice uh, adult beverage tonight and, you know, maybe smoke a cigar and grab yeah. a real one and say 12-0. Uh, and 0. I think that just said Bama hadn't been shut out in the first half since 2000, and they just did. 21 years. Almost more well, two. Yeah. <laughs> Trent, final thoughts here, man. Georgia's 12-0 and 0 entering in – to uh against Alabama. Yeah, I think I mean it should it's got to feel good knowing you're going into the uh next week you're going to be number 1 in the college football playoffs uh rankings. Uh you know that you're going to be in the top 4 the next week. It, you're sitting here and you have a New Year's Eve date with somebody uh and for a chance to go to the national championship. You're sitting here knowing that and and I think that's a uh, a good place in to be in. And, uh, you know, it, you don't want to get comfortable. You know, uh, you know I know Kirby's not going to let that team get complacent. You want to make sure uh, all these kids get their grades uh, in. Yeah. Uh, don't, need yeah. Any, <laughs> don't need any ineligible guys. Don't need any what we're hearing post from Roddy. But, yeah, uh, but yeah I mean, it's, it's George, George is in the best place you can possibly be in at this stage. And now, now you just sit back and watch other teams beat up on each other and take care of business. Um, moving forward, three Congrats. three more games, yeah. three more yeah. wins. Congratulations, Georgia fans! You just beat your in-state rival forty-five nothing with a shutout, and you're moving on to bigger and better things against an Alabama team that looks beatable. I don't know what they've got going on for the rest of the game, but I do know they're, Georgia they're will much be better. Ready. Second half, yeah, much they're better. Second half. But guys, we appreciate you so much for watching. If you could, before you leave. Hit that like button on the video, and then if you're not already subscribed, go ahead and subscribe to the UGASports.com YouTube channel. And right now, guys, we are running a special, special offer, $20.21 for Black Friday at the UGASports.com. Hit up myself, Rowdy, or Trent on Twitter. We can get you that link over. We've also tweeted it out a good bit as well. If you need it, we can let you know how to get it. Rowdy, any last words before we get out of here? Yeah, the promo code is RIVALS2021. Rivals 2021. 2021. You get the full year for new subscribers for $20.21. And you're, you know, you're probably gonna be able to say, hey, that was the same year that Georgia won the national title, 2021. So we've been we've been saying that a long time. We've been saying that a long time. Well, again, hey, I, I just my last comment is even if that doesn't happen, which I expect it to, you know, I mean, this is a hell of a team. You have they have a better chance than just about anybody, but winning that many number of games is tough. But just I hope everybody tonight has a little uh, a toast for the boys that went uh, with all those injuries. Top five wide receivers out. Top right uh, guard out. Center out. Top quarterback out. Top uh, tight top end 20. out. Six games. Then you got a new tight end. Yeah, I'm about to say you had a, you lost not your number one tight end, but your number two tight end. He was out for part of the season. The transfer out. You lost uh, your best pass rusher out, and you still went 12 and 0. No reason to have been to have done that well. You you gave up less than seven points a game over twelve freaking games. 
on top of losing all the transfers last year. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you look and at the Jermaine. guys to the draft. Saw, Jermaine, uh, Jermaine Johnson is, is balling out at Florida State. Jermaine Johnson, uh, Otis Reese playing for Ole Miss. Major Tariq Burn Stevenson, playing for Miami. Tariq Stevenson playing for Miami. God damn. I mean, it's just yeah. – they're, they're all playing elsewhere, you know. Uh, but point being, you that's how dominant you've been on the recruiting trail. And oh, in recruiting, it's going to keep going. So – Y'all stay tuned, and we'll talk to you uh, next week. See you guys. Thanks again for watching the POS show presented by UGASports.com.